Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Come aboard, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sales. Come on. Come on, all. Appreciate everybody stepping in with us. Thank you so much for coming aboard, and we thank you. There is no question. This is a big week for the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a big week for a lot of teams. This is probably going to be the last dress rehearsal that we're going to see before September 11th in the opening game for the National Football League. This is kind of like your dress rehearsal week. And with the fact that these teams now have these organized team practices and these controlled scrimmages, you're going to see a lot less of the first team guys, I think, unless guys are battling for jobs like you see in Carolina with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, stuff like that. But other than that, you're going to not see, I think, a lot of the frontline guys because I think a lot of the rosters have already been set. You know if you're a good football team who your guys are, okay? You already know. You already know what your roster is going to look at. You're looking, as Jimmy Johnson used to always say, you're looking at improving the bottom of your roster. Because as strong as your bottom of your roster is, your bottom of your 53-man regular season roster, that's how good you're going to be for the upcoming season. By the way, those 16 practice squad guys are also essential when it comes to putting players where you don't have to hide guys any longer. And the Eagles got a ton of good players right now that I guarantee you they don't want to cut loose and what they would like to do is put them on the practice squad I'll tell you this would you guys agree the practice squad may be a tougher decision for Howie than the actual regular squad of the 53 because you pretty much know 90% of those guys are set you you got to determine what guys you want to keep in your organization, does this guy fit what we want to do? Is this guy in two years, could he be a player that we bring up? What if we have a catastrophe at a position? We saw what the Eagles did yesterday. They made a deal and they traded for what? Okay, they traded for what? They traded for more talent in the secondary. I'm going to make this point to you. I don't think the kid from San Francisco is panning out. I don't think the Tarf guy's panning out, and I think that's why Howie was out looking. He could have looked for any other position on his roster. What did he do, though? He looked for people in the secondary. And so, for me, at least, I look at it like this. Okay, well, okay, I mean, you know, he. I don't think he's – I don't really think he's looked all that hot is all I'm saying. And so, Howie made a move to – improve his back end of his defense a smart move too you're never going to get the quality of a second round pick when it comes to trading a player like Whiteside so what do you do you get a guy that potentially can help your squad when it comes to special teams or it comes to depth on your team 
And so it was a pretty damn good move yesterday by Howie. Strengthening the roster right now is one of the most important things that you can do because, as I said to you about this Eagle team, they're not the most talented roster in the NFL, but they're the deepest, if that makes sense to you. And by the way, when I say they're not the most talented, I still think they're going to win a boatload of games. They're going to be a top four team in the NFC. And you're going to look at this football team at the end of the year, maybe having won the war of attrition like they did in 17. So I, I, I'm telling you, I, I like personnel moves that they're doing right now. I really do. I think they're really making some things happen. Okay. I want to get to Shane Steichen here in a minute. But I got to start it out, man. You ready? What a day. What a day for Jalen, according to Pauly Shore. 14 to 20. Pauly Shore Park says, five touchdowns, no picks. Man, Jalen's killing it in practice. He's killing it. Man, not getting hit. The receivers aren't getting hit. Man, this guy, Pauly Shore, man, he can keep stats for he, he can keep some stats, can't he, for practice, man. This guy's on top of his A game. And Jalen had a great day. <laughs> okay. Jalen had a great day. I'm not sure even how to even move forward on that. Five touchdowns. Like, I mean, what was the drill? What were they doing? I mean, hey, Pauly Shore, tell me what they were doing. Oh, my God. Freaking guy is great. And by the way, the NFL Network is releasing their top 100 players in the league. Uh, the way things are going, man, I don't know. How come Jalen Hurts is not on that list? And I had a guy tweet me at Dan Cilio Show go like this. Well, this is what they did last year. Oh, I see. So you're going to give a guy $40 million on what he might do this year then. And you think he's a top 100 player right now. Is Jalen Hurts a top 100 player? I don't think so. Not yet. Let's go play some ball, man. Seven on seven. Don't tell me that. Hey, real deal. Don't tell me that. Seven on seven? Holy shiz. Those stats are unbelievable, baby. And Reyes goes, Hurts is actually number one on that list. Flex goes, Dak's not on that thing either. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, my God. Elliot Spitzer, Shore Parks. Jalen Hurts, training camp. Day 12. Look at that. Go ahead, Xander. Look at that, man. 14 to 20. Five touchdowns. No picks. Made some really nice throws. Like... Hey, like he's a quarterback coach. Elliot Spitzer sure now moonlights as the Eagles quarterback coach. The AJTD was a special. <laughs> hey, I wish I had music to that, man. Holy cow. Man, it's like a soliloquy. Everybody. Xander, put that up one more time for me. I'll do it like, I'll do it like, um, here, here, look, 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 like Shakespeare, Jalen Hurts, 
training camp, day 12. To all men who are listening to this, understand that there's witnesses in life and there's doers in life. Elliot Spitzer Shore Parks is a witness, and he witnessed today and wrote 14 to 20. Five touchdowns. Made some really, really nice throws. In the landscape of NFL quarterbacks, the way he threw that touchdown pass to AJ, it was a special throw. He definitely, definitely gets an A for the day. Signed. Elliot Spitzer Shore Parks Shakespeare. <laughs> oh my God Almighty. <laughs> woo, woo! Better get that gold jacket ready. You better get that gold jacket ready, baby. Hey, Steven. Steven goes, go check out Silly's NFL stats. They're not any. I think like 12 tackles or something dumb. Steven. But if you put my practice sacks and my – I had over 100. Holy cow, man. You put my practice stats up there like Jalen's. I want my practice stats. Thank you. Talk to me when he beats the Cowboys. <laughs> I bet a drink. <laughs> I bet he drinks – Spritzers to oh no, Elliot Spitzer Shore Parks. You know he drinks white wine spritzers and has a little piece of cheese when he's watching Jalen out there at the Novakas Center. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Let me move off of that clown show. Those stats give me great, great comfort in knowing that we have an Eagle Scout. And I say that, okay, with no pun intended, an Eagle Scout watching Jalen's every move. It's almost like paparazzi. <laughs> Look at this, man. It's paparazzi. This guy, Elliot Spitzer Shore Parks. I mean, you know, he's he, he's like, this guy's exactly like, um, you know, the Hollywood people that have all them paparazzi following them around. It's really great. Love it, man. All right, let's move to Shane Steichen. Sure, Shane Steichen, Mike, he definitely deserved an A today. Oh man! Remember two for two and four going to break. I'm not wavering off of anything. I didn't say anything. You're not in shape. Hey, so let, I heard Shane Steichen talking today. I was listening, and he was really being diplomatic, and he was also being gentle in his conversation about Jalen Hurts. I thought it was well done, actually. He wasn't throwing shade on him. But you know what he was doing? He was actually talking more about philosophically what they want to see more out of Jalen in a kind way. I liked it. We end up paraphrasing here. What we don't want to do is take away from Jalen's number one ability 
and what he's basically saying, his comfort zone, when he takes off and runs. What we want to do is help him develop more of a pocket presence. How do you do that and make the player believe you? Let me give you a little bit of what I think he's trying to convey to you. And let me dissect this out here. He's right. And by the way, I like Shane Steichen more than I like, obviously, Jonathan Gannon. I think that guy is a true and bona fide head coaching candidate. I like the way he was explaining this about Jalen without being a jackass. I liked what he did last year after the two and five start when he took over the play calling. Now the big question is going to be into the development of Jalen Hurts this year. We're going to find out September 11th. We're going to find this out against the Lions and moving forward in the first part of the season before we get to the bye in week seven. We're going to find out all of this. But I like this Shane Steichen kid. I think he's showing a propensity to improve. And he's got a good bedside manner in how he's conversating. Now, listen, this is why I think Jalen is starting to look a little better and better. It's because there's a trust factor here. Follow me when I say this. How many times have you gone to work for your boss and your boss and you have built up this great way of doing business and it's been successful. You guys have a great way of selling insurance policies. It's a great system. You guys believe in one another and all of a sudden get this, that department head leaves and goes somewhere else and they move somebody else in. And he's got to figure out who you are And he's also got to figure out how to improve on your current success level. That's why he was brought in. That's why Shane Steichen was given the ability to be the play caller. But what happens in that process, the building of trust has to come from Jalen too. That's why Nick Sirianni came in like Batman yesterday and said, well, the reason that Jalen Hurts – And by the way, he did say it. I saw it on CBSSports.com today. And I read the comment that Nick Sirianni said about Jalen Hurts. He said, well, no one's open. That's why he takes off running. Okay. The reason he's taking off running and not helping getting guys open with his feet in the pocket, he still doesn't have a good pocket presence yet. So Jalen plays hero ball. No one's open. Let me take off. Instead of trying to figure out ways to get his teammates open. And that's what Shane Steichen was saying in a nice way. And then you had the head coach parachuting in yesterday saying, well, no one was open. Well, quarterback's responsibility is to get that $100 million open. That's one re-conversation again. Move around, kid. Get them open. That's your responsibility as a quarterback in this league. You're not going to win Super Bowls with your legs. You're going to win them with your arm and an understanding of what your OC wants. So Steichen really did a great job, I thought, this morning when he was asked the question, look, what we don't want to do is take away that kid's ability. He's telling Jalen, Jalen, if you don't see what you want, take off. That's not an NFL quarterback, but Steichen doesn't want it to, he doesn't want to deter 
his confidence in the number one thing he does well. You notice the one thing he's not saying. He's not doing this or saying this. Hey, stand in the pocket a little bit more and get your guys open. What they're saying is, if you don't see anyone open, take off. Because again, the number one thing that breaks down an NFL and a defensive coordinator's heart is when you got a quarterback that takes off for the chains and the middle of the field is wide open. That's not going to be the sense with him because they believe that that's his true strength is taking off and running. They've done a nice job of doing this, of getting guys open, building his confidence up. These Pauly Shore stats are by design. This is all by design. I bet you $10,000 the Eagles love when that guy from WIP posts that because Jalen sees that. You know all these kids today. They're social media mavericks, man. These guys know exactly what's going on. And being said, how many times do you see people blocking people or responding to people? D-Gun got it. It's a new wave. Okay? So to me... I think they're doing a nice job. That's a really nice way of saying, well, Jalen's got to be a little bit more of a pocket presence guy than just sitting back there and taking off when he doesn't see anything. You're not going to win Super Bowls with that. Okay? Nick Foles is a superior passer to Jalen Hurts. You had to be to beat Brady. Jalen Hurts ain't beating Brady with that style. You ain't beating Brady, dude. You're not beating Brady. It's not happening. If you can't throw your team to a touchdown and a win, you're not beating Tom Brady. You're not beating Aaron Rodgers. You're not beating them dudes. Trust me when I tell you, you get on the field against a guy like Joe Montana and I'm playing against Montana, man, you know. No lead is safe. And you got Jerry Rice on the other end. Montana and Rice. Dude, anytime I stepped on a field with those guys, you were like this. We're going to have to play our best football. Our best. And that's still not going to be good enough to beat guys like that. That's all this guy Shane Steichen saying, and I actually like it. I like it. By the way, We might hear during this program, we might hear three dudes whacked by the Eagles because they got to get rid of three guys today. Um, So, Big Sills, I may not agree with a lot of what you're saying, but I keep coming back. CB86, we thank you very much. Thank you again. Matt says, if Jalen gave a shit about what media says, you would know. He literally never responds publicly about any of the BS that guys like you spew. Really, you think that. You keep thinking that, guy. I didn't say he worried about it. I said he hears it. I didn't say he worried about it. That's your words. Once again, that's your words. Okay? That's your words. I said he hears it. The real deal, you look guys off with your eyes and pump fakes, etc. Yeah, nuances. That's exactly correct. Anyone can beat Rodgers in a championship game. Really? Like who? 
Like who? Garoppolo? Tom Brady? Garoppolo's five and two. So the last, the last people of beat Aaron Rodgers in the postseason were Brady and Garoppolo. Jimmy G's 38 and 16 and 5 and 2 in the postseason. Tom Brady, not much to be said about what else can there be said about a guy like that. Okay, we're talking um, about people who have success in the postseason and win ball games. I don't give a shit what you think about Garoppolo. He's 5 and 2. Okay, he's 5 and 2. Rodgers has literally played in one Super Bowl, bro. Davey, okay? What are you talking about again? Your boy Peyton Manning doesn't have a better record. He doesn't have a... Brett Favre doesn't have a better record than Rodgers. All three are one game over 500 in the postseason. You making it sound like it's easy to win in the postseason. It's not. Matthew Stafford had one playoff win before last year in 12 years in Detroit. And you had Megatron there. One. You're making it sound like it's commonplace. Seals is talking like Rodgers played in multiple Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Could be unanimous. How's that for you? That guy's not waiting a sixth year. Okay? He's not. Manning played in four Super Bowls and won two. Peyton Manning underachieved in Indianapolis by winning only one. Underachieved massively, as did Dungy. Massively underachieved. Okay, Jimmy's waiting like camp. Difference is that Garoppolo's value keeps going up. That's the value you have. God knows what's still going to happen in Tampa. Is Brady going to retire or not? Out of nowhere, he just takes two weeks off? Oh, Brady, uh, Brady gets that equity. I get it. He's built that up. By the way, Jared Bell at the bottom of the hour from USA Today. He is a Hall of Fame voter. He is one of the absolutely best reporters there is. We're going to get his thoughts on Jalen Hurts. Also, Deshaun Watson, that's who the Eagles are going to be scrimmaging against on Wednesday, Thursday, and then the game on Sunday. We'll ask him about Deshaun Watson as well. Okay. Michael goes, Miles Sanders is dealing with a hamstring. Dude, sick of that guy. That guy's made a paper mache. He's made a paper mache. Okay? I mean, he's never healthy. Go get Kareem Hunt if you can. All right. Let me ask you guys this then. You think Jalen Hurts has already earned the starting job for the 2023 season? The way everyone's talking. The six for six against the Jets. Paulie Shore's daily numbers about the quarterback. You think he's already earned 2023? Sure sounds like it. It's, hey, and I'm hearing personally and privately 
from certain people that the owner loves him and everyone else in the organization love him. You think he's won it? GT says yes. Davey says no. Wait, Jay says that's way too far ahead. Why? They're starting to talk conversation now with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's only been in the league two years. Joe Burrow's been in the league two years, and they're talking contract extension. Kyler Murray had two years remaining on his contract. They gave him $200 million. Sure seems to me, and and by the way, Jalen got his team to the playoffs the same way Kyler Murray did. David Boy says, what? What do you mean he asked? So you're telling me they're not sure yet going into 2023. With all this hype on Jalen Hurts, they're still not sold, some of you? Doesn't sound like you guys have a lot of conviction then. You know why? Because most of it is you're hoping. You haven't seen it yet. That's what I try to explain somebody. Who else would they bring in for 2023? That's a good point too. So do you think he lost the job for the 2000? No. I don't think anything of him yet. And I've been consistent on that. One of the only people that is not waffling and giving you a two-sided answer. And I'm not going to quantify my conversation again by saying he's a great guy. Again, it's like thanking him for not robbing a bank being a good man. I don't care. I'm talking about football fundamentals. Okay? Hurt's got to beat good teams and show me he can... Win with his arm. Jeffrey Lurie won't commit until he sees significant improvement. Wait a minute, though. The Eagles are going around telling media people and television stations and national media people, hey, we really love Hurts. Organization is controlling who gets press passes. Talk crap on Jalen. You ain't going. They obviously must have really high opinions of the kid. So Stephen goes, so what are you at? The way you guys talk and the way the organization talks, I think he's already won the job. I think Jalen Hurts has won the job. I don't think they're going to take a quarterback now. At least going into the season. I think they think they've seen enough and they believe that he's going to be the future. Kind of like a Carson Wentz repeat. At least Wentz put numbers up though. 4,000 passing yards and 33 touchdowns. Okay? Xander says, Lori paying hurts. I'm calling it now. See that? Xander says he's won the job. Xander thinks he's won the job. Off of what? I have no idea. I have no idea what he's won it off. And I'm going to be consistent. I have not seen anything that has changed my opinion yet 
I have seen nothing. And because you added A.J. Brown, that's the reason? They must look at Jalen the same way the Cowboys look at Dak then when they brought in Amari Cooper. Okay? But if you remember right, Dak put the numbers up, and then Jerry paid him. I think he's won this job. Paulie Shore's numbers, the management going around telling people how much we love the kid. I Am I wrong? Do you think, hey, watch this. Do you think I'm wrong when I say this? I think he's won the job. What, Rogers, what don't you like what I said? That he, I think the Eagle management believe he's won the job. What are you not liking about that? I'm telling you, I think the team believes he's the guy. Talk to me once he wins something. That's Dak, Daz, that's you and me are in the same room. He's not won anything or shown me anything. Why does 4K passing? I'm, Paul, 4K doesn't matter. Beating Dallas, Minnesota. I told you I changed my, my goals for him now going into the season. I don't care about statistics and touchdown numbers and shit like that. I carry beats games, beats teams that are games that they have to win to be considered elite. Let me tell you something. You beat the Lions and you beat the Vikings and you beat Washington. People are going to look at you and go like this. Well, you're a better team. You start beating the Cardinals and the Cowboys and the Packers. They're going to start looking at you as an elite team. Let me say this to you, and I'll say it again to you. In this league... Nobody cares about anything but winning. That's all they care about is winning ball games and winning. Like, before I bring in Jared Bell, let me tell you about Lamar Jackson and why I love this kid. He's a leader. He's a community guy. He's a role model. When he beat Patrick Mahomes last year, that's the first time I went like this. Okay, we got something here. Because if you're going to be elite, You've got to beat guys like that. And for Jalen Hurts, he's got to beat Dak. He's got to beat Rodgers. Let's bring in my friend, When's Jared up? Bell from USA Today. I, I so thank you for doing this. Jared, am I right? This is how you look at the NFL quarterback today. It's not so much about putting 4,000 yards up. It's about beating those Patrick Mahomeses and Tom Brady's of the world it, we have a whole different opinion of Matthew Stafford than what we did <laughs> when Matthew was in Detroit after what he did this past season to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I mean, when you look at Jalen Hurts, how do you – give me your assessment on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think, you know, Jalen Hurts has got the opportunity, right? And they had Carson Wentz a couple years ago, <laughs> not too long ago. Didn't quite work out, even though it looked so promising early in his career. Um but, yeah, it definitely comes down to are you able to win the games, the big games? And we know it's not all on the quarterbacks, right? But the quarterbacks are in position to make the plays and to not make the plays from the standpoint of making the major mistakes that cost you games. And so the jury's out on Jalen Hurts, but he has the opportunity. Um, I think one of the great things last year about the Eagles 
was that running game, obviously, <clears throat> which he has a lot to do with. But, you know, I think they're going to give Dallas a run for the for the money. But, you know, just because I think it doesn't mean it's going to happen. We'll get to the NFC East here in a second. So you think this Eagle team is the team that beat Jared in the NFC East this year? <sighs> That, that may be a bit much to say they're the team to beat, but I like them to really give Dallas all they can handle. I mean, I think the Cowboys are the team to beat for a couple of reasons. They won it last year and they, they've got, you know, a lot of continuity from what they had last year. The defense was much better, but you know how it goes a lot of times, Dan, with the Cowboys in, <laughs> in recent years, it's been on one year off the next year on the next year, off the next year. And by, by my equation, that means this might be a down year for the Cowboys compared to where they were last year. But um, we'll see. 17 penalties. And, you know, I know it's exhibition football, but to me, Jared, that's, that's sloppy. And that just carried over from last year. They were one of the most penalized teams in the NFL last year. And to me, that comes to discipline. Now, I had a cup of coffee in Dallas. And anytime when Mondays come around and the first voice out of that building is Jerry Jones's and it's not the head coach, they haven't had a guy in that building since Parcells and going back to my coach, Jimmy Johnson, that the Bucks stopped there and they just put these speed bumps, it seems, in front of themselves every year. And that's why they can't get out of their own way. Is that a fair assessment of what Dallas has been like the last 27 years? Yeah, yeah, the last 20, yeah, however many years. Um, yeah, like you said, Parcells was in there for, uh, what was it, four or five years. But, um, yeah, I think that's one of the things with the Cowboys when you look at um, the fact that they haven't been to a Super Bowl, haven't sniffed the Super Bowl in so many years. You wonder what it is about the culture. I mean, we know Jerry Jones and what he has accomplished in terms of um, – you're putting the Cowboys on such a high level from a business standpoint, a marketing standpoint, but the best marketing is to win. Well, I think <laughs> Jerry may argue that used to be, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, the fans really want to win. I mean, they care about it. They, it's, it's amazing about the Cowboys, Dan, that they have remained so popular, if you will, without winning big, that, that is just so fascinating. Um, and we know Mike McCarthy's on a hot seat. I mean, regardless of of what, we know that this is going to be make or break for him, likely. And so to, to your point, your first point about the first voice you hear on a Monday morning, and if, if it's not the coach, who is it? Um, yeah, I think that speaks volumes. And um, they'll, they'll deal with that again this year. So Mike McCarthy... Uh, yeah. <laughs> is Carson Wentz the starting quarterback at the conclusion of the 2022 season in Washington? I haven't thought about it that deeply. Um, I think if he stays healthy, um, they'll ride. He put up good numbers last. I mean, Jared, 3,700 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven picks. But I'll tell you what may have been the worst eight minutes of football I ever saw in that Titans game. And then, the colossal failure in Jacksonville. He's just got these moments, doesn't it? That erases all that equity he builds up. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's like what we were just talking about a couple minutes ago with you know winning quarterbacks in the NFL. That's the difference because we don't really want to you know hang too much on the stats, even though those were impressive stats, right? Seven picks for you know for a season, really good for a quarterback. But it has to happen at the crunch critical times, the crunch time, the critical times, and and yeah, you, you talk about a quarterback, and we'll see about Matt Ryan this year. Um, how it works in Indianapolis. But if you're talking about walking into a situation where, you know, the Colts could definitely upgrade their wide receiver core. We know that, but they've got a a great offensive line, a great running game, a really good defense. And so the table is set for a quarterback to succeed there. And Carson Wentz uh, didn't get it done as we know. And we'll see whether, you know, how that changes in Washington, because they've got some ingredients that you could work with. But I think, um, it's 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 not as solid as it would be in Indianapolis, and as solid as Matt Ryan is going to have in Indianapolis. Now, whether or not he he'll be the guy to you know to go that next step, we'll see. The Eagles have controlled scrimmages on Wednesday and Thursday against the Browns, and then they play them Sunday. I'm assuming Deshaun Watson is probably going to be out there on the field. And before I ask the question to you, I I, I do want to put a precursor on this here with you Jared that I you know I was talking to Mike Gullick the other day and I still think the Browns would have made the move anyway I think they knew that they were going to get the political blowback on how this was I think the Players Association and the league are in a bit of a pickle here because they had the guy last year active they play they paid him he got accredited year last year so don't tell me that the league didn't know what was going on because the Texans, Jarrett, they paid 23 uh, settlements themselves. So you got the league, the commissioner's office, and now the Browns and Deshaun Watson in this. So this suspension, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's the weirdest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life and how it was handled. How do you think this thing unfolds this year? Does he play the whole year like Brady did and then – get into a courtroom next year? How, how do you see this playing out? Yeah, now that is a real possibility because of, you know, kind of where it's at. But just to back up for one second on that or to to re-ramp uh, the entry point here, yeah, it, it is just such a bizarre situation when you talk about um, how it's dragged on, all the different elements here, the different things that have, have been uncovered. Um, and it, it's – you know, it's just so hard to put your, your arms around it. But, you know, I think at this point um, that any suspension and, the, we, yeah, we know the NFL, well, there will be a suspension. But whatever that length is, it's pretty much all about optics right now. Because he has missed that time. Um, the league definitely had to to throw the book at them or try to throw the book at them as, as best as they could. Because if they didn't, if they didn't appeal it, then – they're going to face even more blowback than they've had to this point. Define whether it's five million or ten million. I mean, it's that's a lot of money, a lot, it's a whole lot of money to me. Yeah, I hear you. But if I've got a two hundred and fifty million dollar guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract, I can probably take that hit. And so I, I wrote a column over the weekend saying that I really think, from a personal standpoint, you know, the way I see this whole thing the most important element is going to be the counseling and the treatment for Deshaun Watson. And you, you look at his statements from the time he got to, to um, Cleveland 
And then in recent days, you know, talking to the NFL network and, and he's kind of moved off of the defiance that he had earlier and just the, you know, the denial, if you will, that there was really no problem, but if there was no problem, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. So there is some sort of problem. Now I'm not a doctor and obviously not privy to all of the, the, you know, what happened there in all those situations. But I think, um, for for him personally, yeah, this is an opportunity to really, um, you know, work on himself and and get that. Now the fans don't really want to hear that. In terms of if you're a Browns fan, you want to know when he's going to get on the field. It'll happen eventually. So your question is, he going to miss, miss the whole season? I think if the NFL comes down and and well, if if Peter Harvey rules that it's a year long suspension, I think the union has got to take that next step now, just like the league did and said, okay, we've got to go to Tom Brady route. Maybe that'll get them on the field for this year. You get an injunction and, and, and kick it down the road. So I think that is still a real possibility. And, you know, the the talks, uh, the settlement talks in recent days kind of really gives you some, you know, hope if that's the right word, (laughs) that there'll be some resolution that both sides can agree to. Um, and you know, it's, it's taken a long time for this expedited appeal. <laughs> to take sure I think that's, that's one of the more surprising things too, because, you know, we thought maybe a week max before, um, Harvey would come back with his decision still not happening. Two last questions here for you. Um, Tom Brady has built up enough equity for us to do this, right? Okay. Anybody else takes two weeks off during the middle of training camp, and especially that dude, Aaron Rodgers, we may have went like this. Well, the guy's a little weird anyway. Guy's smoking on papaya juice now and doing whatever, whatever the guy's, whatever that's good for him. But Tom Brady, who's been so disciplined in his life, guys like you, Jared, you're probably going to give him the pass because He's got the equity and the rings to go like this. Hey, look, I need some personal time, but I'll say this to you. This is bizarre. It, it, it really is, especially when the word came out that, oh, this was already talked about. We knew this was coming. So the Bucks didn't handle it very well in terms of, you know, breaking this out to the world, right? And, and Brady himself um, could have done more until when he comes back and have some explaining to do. Um, but, you know, Tom, he can explain as – best as, as, as he sees fit, right? And like you said, he has the equity. I mean, is this going to set a precedent? Does, does Aaron Rodgers, to mention the guy you just mentioned, does he come back next year and say, I want to take a couple of weeks off in training camp? Or a Russell Wilson in Denver. Now, Those guys would get killed for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they compared to Brady for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've had holdouts before. Um, I, I think back to like Michael Strahan, he won a Super Bowl. He's held out in training camp and and ended up, you know, playing a major role in the Giants winning the Super Bowl. So the value of training camp um, can definitely be uh, debated. And especially, like you said, for a proven veteran with so much equity like Tom Brady. But it's just not a good look. And I really wonder, too, now about how Bruce Arians would 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 have taken this as the head coach versus Todd Bowles. Not to pick on Todd Bowles, but we know Bruce Arians was the guy who was saying stuff like, you know, the quarterback made the wrong read on that interception. Quarterback was late getting the ball out. Uh, So on and so forth. You know, not hesitating really to call Tom Brady out 
unlike even Bill Belichick would uh, publicly. And so, um, yeah, it definitely casts uh, a different type of cloud over the Bucks. Now, Brady will come back conceivably if everything is straight on the timeline that they've given us. He'll have a couple of weeks to work before the regular season, and and who knows? I mean, he, he may just pick right back up. And I mean, it's Tom Brady, so we ex- fully expect him to. But I say that from the standpoint of um, you know being able to to help put his team over the hump. I mean, they've got a really tough first month of the season. They open at Dallas. They play at New Orleans, which is even more troublesome for Tampa Bay than for other teams. Has he beaten them in the regular season at all since he's been in Tampa? I don't think he has. Yeah, that's that. I'm just saying that's their Achilles heel. So they've got them in week two at New Orleans, and then they've got the Packers and Aaron Rodgers (laughs) who will be fresh. (laughs) I'm I'm sure maybe he'll take a couple days off of practice that week. I don't know. But um, (laughs) then they've got, they've got Green Bay in in week three. So uh, the the Bucs definitely need, need to get off to, you know, a fast start and, you know, Brady, Brady, I'm sure, you know, obviously he knows, knows that better than, than I do. But uh, the point being, it is, as you said, just one of the strangest things. And we keep saying that it's like stuff happens covering this league and talking about this league for so long as we have, Dan. And then, you know, what does it say that we keep coming back and saying, hey, hey this, this is really strange from everything we've seen and, and heard and, and witnessed over time. It, it is, uh, yeah, it is. Maybe, you know, maybe the apocalypse is. is, is I don't. Hey, you know what? You lead me to sneak. Let me sneak in one extra one here on you. This, this Stephen Ross. Um, you know, I mean, my opinion. So you're you're. I believe Brian Flores one hundred percent that that guy went to him because there was something even in the investigation in language that said draft positioning is important. Well, if you're offering the head coach $100,000 to lose ball games to get draft positioning, you're talking to Brady a couple times, one when he was in uh, New England, and then the other time you're trying to offer him percentage ownership of a team you haven't even talked to your board of directors on. Look at the tampering. Look at the fixing of games. I mean, I'll tell you something. This whole Deshaun Watson thing kind of, kind of, I guess, goes over that, but – you, you know, Jared, for a guy that's covered the league, like we just were saying, you talk about bizarre. I've never seen anything like that, an owner meddling like that with people under contract. The Bucks could sue Brady for breach of contract if they felt like it. Yeah, and, and there would definitely be, you know, other parts to that in terms of, you know, who initiated and and just thinking from time, if I'm Tom Brady and, and I'm in this. Remember, they're Michigan guys, right? So there's that. Yeah connection you know alum connection so they you know they they have relationships that probably go beyond um the nfl but you're in an nfl environment and for, and i don't give stephen ross a pass at all because um the rules are the rules right and you know you could it, it was just so weird when the nfl made his decision and they came down hard on him and, and the reason why he was crowing publicly I, I i still don't get but you know the point being that they tried to frame it like the, the alleged tampering statements were made in jest. Well, if you are in power and you can make good on that wise crack, then it doesn't matter. I mean, you try going through an airport security line and make some kind of joke about explosives and see right. where that gets you. 
Hey, so, I got a gun, and then you go like this. Not really. I'm only <laughs> kidding. I don't think you're getting on that plane. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, that's the way I liken it in this whole Stephen Ross thing. But you know what it does, too, Dan? It really kind of bolsters Brian Flores' credibility for absolutely. His, his other battle, even though the NFL came and said, okay, we saw nothing that was discriminatory or anything that would help us. Because, of course, they're going to say that when they're going to have to defend themselves in court as well. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's stinky, but it, it definitely makes you say, okay, everything that this man um, pointed the finger at, at Ross for is probably true. Okay. And so I think it kind of actually bolsters his case, at least, you know, in my eyes and maybe in, in, in the eyes of, of public opinion. Finally here, I love Lamar Jackson. We've kind of gone back and forth on Twitter. I tell him this too. I give him a bunch of crap because I go, how did Miami kid like you get out of Miami and you're up at Louisville? That's why I hated Al Golden. He, he lasts, we go back and forth. You know, he's spectacular at Louisville. His mom is representing him. I love the fact that, you know, he said this, I guess, and correct me if I'm wrong. They don't have a deal by the start of the regular season. He's not going to have negotiations during the season. Jared, does he want to stay in Baltimore? Do you think he gets out there on the open market? Because if that guy puts the season up like he did two years ago, you think that Deshaun Watson's salary is big? <laughs> this guy's going to – there's going to be a king's ransom for him. Yeah, based on Lamar's statements, and, and there are a lot of layers to it in terms of, you know, that being a deadline – um, which is still very possible. We know how, you know, these deals can sometimes come together when there is a deadline. So that's really the next deadline because I thought the last deadline was when he went to training camp, right? Um, but to your point about him wanting to be a Raven, he says he wants to be a Raven. So let's take him at his at his, at his his word on that. If the one thing about Lamar is that he has been unconventional, unconventional in how he plays, how he handles himself. And and we, we and we love him, Dan. I, I know you just said it, and and I, you know, I saw him, with him. The, on the playground in the inner city with the kids. I'm like this. I tweeted out: "There's a 250 million dollar guy playing on the cement with inner city kids that has everything to lose there. He don't give a crap, dude. To me, I mean, he's a role model. Yeah, it, but 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 still, when we're talking NFL business, I get it. You, you, you've got to do that, and so not having an agent when you were a rookie. And I remember talking to him about it at that combine, um, as a lot of us did, um, where, you know, his reasoning was, well, there's a rookie wage scale. It's slotted. It's not going to make that much of a difference. Right. But where it really has proven to be, you know, questionable is this situation when you can just concentrate on what you do, let someone else do the negotiating for you. Um, and, and you probably have a deal by now. Um, I mean, look at Josh Allen. Um, he's a couple years now, you know, into his deal. And so I think that's the risk. But, you know, uh, th th whether he will get out of Baltimore, I don't think that's going to happen because they'll have the franchise tag and then they'll have another franchise tag. So uh, him getting out of Baltimore is a conversation for, you know, 2025. Yeah. <laughs> Two more extra years. Hey, I want to I want to. I want to get your thought before you leave here. Dion says it's getting because you're a Hall of Fame voter. Dion says it's getting easier and easier to get. My uncle has one of them gold jackets, Andy Robustelli. So, okay, I 
you're just your comments because you're one of the stewards of that place. Um, what, what's your what's your take in response to Dion? Yeah, I, I totally get what Dion says, and I think the Hall of Fame should be hard to get in, right? And it it is interesting because you know now we've got an expanded you know class of seniors that can get in, and no knock on the seniors at all, but um, you know if you didn't get in after you know, 20, 25 years, you know, from the time you last played, 20 years of eligibility, 25 since you last played. Um, I don't know. It, it is def definitely tougher to get in as a senior. And and there are, you know, most of the seniors that do get in, you know, you can really make a strong case for them. But that's one side of it. The other side of it is why, and, and I say that, and I've said this in meetings, so it's not, um, you know, uh, wouldn't be total news to fellow selectors, you know, because I've always felt like, you know, it should be tough to get in the Hall of Fame. And it's not automatic. We, we put a lot of first ballot guys in. And I'm not saying some of these guys don't deserve to get in, but it's kind of like, you know, what's the rush on some guys? And and so um, it has definitely been something that um, I've wondered about just put it that way because we have these max classes year after year after year. And, you know, I remember when I, so I've been on the, on the selection committee for, you know, almost 25 years. And I remember we've had classes where we had like just, you know, three guys get in. Right. And so, and that felt right. So I can understand Dion's um, position on it and others who, who question thing. The other thing that happens too, though, is that there are a lot of people that get, a lot of candidates that play less glamorous positions that get overlooked. So, you know, we know Dion, we know a great quarterback, we know, I would say we know a great receiver, but we've got a long jam of receivers too. Um, but, you know, when you start talking about inside linebackers and, and offensive guards and safeties, it, it tends to be a little bit tougher for guys at those positions. So um, there's still only 300 and something, I think it's up to like 360-something, I think, 361 yeah. or two. Yeah, so that's still a pretty exclusive yeah. number when you talk about, you know, a league that's been in existence for like 103 years or whatever. There's only been 29,000 men that have ever played in the National Football League, and there's only 362 men that have gold jackets. So I think that percentage is right. The people in Philly would have be remiss if I didn't ask you this. Uh -oh. Why isn't Eric Allen in the Hall of Fame? Eric Allen is a, is a, is a great candidate. And, um, you know, I, I can't really answer that to, except to say that, you know, the competition has been there and it's, it, it's, it's been one of those things where, you know, Eric Allen was so good for so long that he almost got ignored and taken for granted. And so we've maybe that's part of it with him. Um, like a Mike Haynes. You know, because yeah. Mike Keynes was a great player during his era, and you go, Mike Keynes, he's a Hall of Famer, and you're like, yeah, but you never really heard Mike Keynes because Mike was so awesome, nobody threw in his area. Exactly, yeah, yeah, and 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 they didn't throw at Dion a whole lot either, but for oh, some no. reason, you know, Dion got a lot more uh, notoriety. So that is definitely, you know, one of those guys, and and, and you know, that conversation has also extended to Ken Riley, another one I talk yeah. about the seniors guy. Great Bengal. Where, where Kenny Riley didn't have um, a lot of all-pro accolades. I mean, he may have made it once or, or 60 twice. 60 picks. Over 60 picks, right, Jared? Something like that? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and here's the thing. Well, I don't know if he had 60, but he, well, maybe he did. 
But <laughs> but when you talk to players who played in that era and they talk about who got overlooked, so often his name is one of the first that pops out of people's mouths. So, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen to Eric Allen and it goes to that extent where, you know, we're talking about him as a senior or anything like that. But um, definitely a worthy, worthy guy. And I think about, you know, some of those Eagles defenses. Yeah. Um, yeah, you need it. Yeah, he, he was the truth. That gang green defense with my boy Jerome Brown on it, man, and Reggie and Seth Joyner and mm-hmm. Wes Hopkins and Andre Waters, man. I, You know, I mean, the only thing that that team doesn't have on the 85 Bears, the 2000 Ravens D and that Bucks defense. And, and the thing Curtin, I would say as well, you're talking about the greatest defenses of all time, and that gang green defense was just spectacular. Yeah, yeah, no, it truly was. And he was a big part of that as well. Absolutely. Hey, Jared, I've had a fabulous time talking with you. Hey, do you got a column out here coming up in the next couple of days here? I'd love to have people go over and read you. You're spectacular to read. Yeah, yeah, nothing to promote right now. But, you know, the last thing I wrote was about Deshaun Watson, as I mentioned earlier, and and kind of the the idea of treatment and counseling as really being – maybe the most critical part of whatever comes down, because we know he's going to get suspended, fined, could be a lengthy, you know, legal battle, all of that. So let's not just throw Deshaun Watson away, regardless, you know, regardless. I agree. Of what yeah. But this is an opportunity so that this will never happen. And, and Deshaun Watson can, can come to grips with what got him here. I, I, I find the commissioner's comments in his statements to be appalling on what he called him a sexual predator when he used, he didn't use that exact phrase, but to put it predatorially. And I said this, a United States, um, uh, you know, ju- a jury did not find a grand jury. Two of them did not find that in those wordings, but yet your court has found that with that ruling with Sue Robinson, that she would say such a thing like that. I mean, I think the players association, if they had any backbone, Jared, would sit there and go after the commissioner for that because his reputation's already in the toilet, okay? And building it back up in Cleveland is going to be something the Browns want to do and also he wants to do. And to put his your foot on his throat like that to say that, you're defeating what rehabilitation is, I think. And I I, I took offense to what he said. Yeah, I, yeah, and and the one thing you know, I mentioned counseling and treatment, and then you throw, which I completely yeah, agree, right? But no, but here, here's 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 my concern about it too, Dan. And and it, it kind of uh, coincides with what you're saying. There's a stigma there, okay? And hey, I'm not absolving him of absolutely what not may or may have not happened. But the, the the weird thing about this whole case is that it seems like we just still don't know all of the facts and how everything went down and what the motivations were. And there's a lot of gray area. And so I think that's part of the challenge for Deshaun Watson moving forward. And like I said, I'm not trying to absolve him at all because no one is. You know, he has to be accountable for his actions, but th- that stigma with people using words like that and with people wondering kind of, you know, what your state is mentally and, and where you are in that process, that's going to be something he's going to have to deal with. But again, those might be just, you know, you know, that's, that's, consequences of of some of the you know the episodes that have happened to get them here 
Absolutely. I can't wait to read another column of yours. Um, you're a great friend, Jared, and thank you so much. I mean, I, I always ask Hall of Fame questions to guys like <laughs> Cole and Rick Goslin and yeah, you uh, love Alter and all you guys. You guys, man, I'll tell you, I think your job is so tough putting right. this in nowadays because there is a backlog now of great players. I mean, you go back and you can – I mean, Dennis Hara and Klecko and, God, there's so many debates going on, and I love you're a steward of the game. Thank you, my friend. All right, Dan, I appreciate you having me, man. You take care. You got it. Our good friend Jared Bell from USA Today Sports. He is absolutely a sensational writer, and I value his opinion big time. I love what he says, and I love the guys who are the true stewards of the game as well, and he's one of those. Hey, folks, don't forget our friends at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free, meaning this. They don't get paid unless you do. Morgan & Morgan does this for you. If you've been ever injured on the job, they're going to protect your rights like no other law firm. For the people, it's not just a saying. It is what they are and who they are. It's not a logo or it's not just a slogan. With over 600 attorneys in offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida, for the past 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13.5 billion for their clients. You heard me right. This is who they are. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. 800-512-1600. Consultation's free and the call is free. And when you call them, tell them Dan Cilio sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan for the people.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? 
I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back. National Football Show, Hour 2, your boy Big Sills. Please hit the like button. By the way, Joe Theismann will join us tomorrow, the former NFL MVP, and we will talk with him about Jalen Hurts. And if you heard the interview at the beginning with Jared Bell from USA Today, he's not sold on Jalen Hurts either. He still thinks the Cowboys are the team to beat in the NFC East. I don't agree with that. I think the Cowboys, when you watch them against the Broncos and you watch their sloppiness, which hasn't improved from a year ago, to me, when I look at Dallas, I don't see a team projecting in the right direction. I don't see them moving forward. I see them actually trending down. And when I look at the Eagles, I do see the Eagles trending up. Okay? I do. Jeremiah, he hasn't been accused of rape. Where are you coming off with that? He hasn't been accused of rape, Deshaun Watson. Again, not true. Where did you get that from? There's nobody that said that he raped anybody. Two grand juries made it very clear. There wasn't enough evidence of anything like that. You know what some say, well... They just didn't have enough evidence to prove it. Well, dude, and usually in the United States of America, you're innocent until proven guilty. I'm not defending anything here. I'm defending due process, which I always do. Because one day it could happen to you or a family member in your life. Please hit the like button. Big Sills, Philadelphia Eagles, stars of camp. I think this is going to be the last week of training camp for the Eagles. Okay. I think that we're going to see the last week of true training camp. Okay? So I'm going to give you my four stars that I think I've seen in training camp that I've been the most impressed with. Well, appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you for stepping in. Okay? Thank you again. Okay, Jeremiah. Thank you very much. Sorry, bro. I just picked up on what you said. Jeremiah, thank you, friend. All good. Please hit the like button, guys. Also, so the NFL Network doesn't have Devontae Smith or Jalen Hurts ranked in the top 100 players in the league yet. Was Devontae Smith one of the top rookies in the NFL last year? 
Well, the quarterback didn't help him. So with optics, probably not. Me, I think he is. I think Devontae Smith is one of the top wide receivers in the NFL, but he'll never fulfill that until Jalen Hurts fulfills his ability to be able to win throwing the ball. Remember, someone's got to throw you it. And if he can't throw you it, you can't put the numbers up. Facts. You know, like I've said in the past to you about Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson is working on a $28 million a year deal in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball. Kirk Cousins is going to get a contract extension in Minnesota. They're going to give him, had an incredible year a year ago. And so did Justin Jefferson. Spike says it's because you're a blind hater. Blind. Okay, Spike, I'll tell you what I'll do. What has sold you that Jalen Hurts has won this job as the franchise quarterback? Because I wrote down my first topic in the first hour. I think Hurts has won the job. The way things and people are talking, he's won the job. What won him the job? Tell me. Tell me, Spike. What won him the job? The daily Elliot Spitzer post in training camp? What won him the job? Jalen won practice. That's pretty, that's pretty correct. Hurt's job is to win by any means necessary. Not the NFL critics want him to play. I don't care how he gets it done. I could care less how he gets it done. I told you, I revamped my take on him. I don't give a shit about how many yards he throws for. I care he beats the Packers and the Cowboys. That's who I care about. Let's see. No one says he won the job. I never said he won it. You, how many people, the owner, the general manager, the head coach, going into this year, I've never seen a guy who has done nothing get more love in my life than that guy. You're not going to persuade me by propaganda. You're not. You got to win battles. Generals are not called great generals because they draw a great game plan up. Generals are great because they implement Desert Shield and Desert Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf goes in there and kicks ass. Patton, all them guys. You just don't draw something up on a chalkboard and go, oh, this guy looks like he's going to be a really great general. <laughs> Joseph, what an insult. Blind hater. Sills hates with his eyes open. I don't hate anybody. Paulie Shore is totally sold on him. I'm surprised he hasn't moved in with Hertz. Hey, kid, I'll sleep in the doghouse out back. Is that cool? Sure. <laughs> Uh, just as long as I have access. Is that okay, Jalen? Yeah. Jesus, criminy guy. Back up a bit. He gave him an A today. Paulie Shores turned into an NFL scout. I think Howie has him on the payroll. What was that thing, Xander? It's definitely an A today. 
Man, I'll tell you what, player grades from media people. Me, I'm a stunad, okay? I'm not a media guy. I'm just a sports talk guy. I guess I'm in the media, but I'm not a journalist, <laughs> okay? I'm not a journalist, dude. Don't ever confuse me with them ugly words. Miles injured again. Yeah, this is criminy. Too bad, man. He's a good player too, man. He's got great talent. As long as he wins and takes us on a run, I could give a rat's ass about his stats. Iggy, agreed. Beat the Packers, beat the Cowboys, beat Washington, and you're going to be in the game at the end of the year for a conversation about a bag of money. Absolutely. Okay? If he throws for 150 yards and beats the Packers, who gives a shit? And by the way, remember I said that here on August 16th. I don't care if he – I don't care – this is what you can't have. You can't have Jalen Hurts carried to the playoffs like he was last year. He was carried to the playoffs by the running game and the O-line. Okay? He, he didn't throw them into the playoffs at any time last year. And nothing he did in the passing game. They were 27th. They were terrible. He did none of that. Okay? Patrick Mahomes is the engine. Josh Allen's the engine. Jalen Hurts is a caboose. <laughs> Jalen Hurts was the running game. Davy boy, that's not a starting quarterback in the NFL then. If your head, if your, if your quarterback is not also winning games, throwing the ball, and he's just your lead runner, I don't have to say anymore. He was the running game in the pat. No, the passing game was terrible. Remember something. There's 32 teams and the Eagles were 27th. 28, 29, 30, 31. There were only five teams worse than the Eagles last year in passing. That don't sound like somebody carrying me throwing the ball. Hey, look at the bright side. We didn't need a running back. Hey, I guess that's really good for Howie in the salary cap. And that's probably why they're not giving Miles Sanders a contract. Ask me about Jalen after he wins a game in Dallas. That'd be a first. That'd be a nice start, too. Let me give you my stars at training camp. Hey, maybe your guy's on it. This kid, Cam Jurgens. Boy, I'll tell you, dude, that game he played, he was great. He was great in that game. Cam Jurgens, man, was really – tell you what, I was impressed. I went back and watched the game for a third time last night. That kid – that kid was good, man. What a – hey, I hope he does it against the Browns, too. He looks like a damn good ball player, man. Hey, D-Train, man, I'm telling you, man, I, 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 I was so impressed the way he got up on the second level, how much bigger he is than Jason Kelsey, too, man. I mean, wow, what a fit he's going to make. And, and get this, you may see him playing some at guard in case someone gets nicked up or banged up in a game. He may slide over to guard. They love him. Way to go, dude. 
Okay. Yeah. Sanders hurt again. That's why this guy doesn't have a contract going into his final year. Okay. Hey, but you guys are right. Oh, by the way. Oh, wait a minute. So I went through. So Miles Sanders getting hurt. So more of the running game is going to be on the quarterback. So Sanders is hurt again, which means that more of the running game is going to be on the quarterback. That ought to pan out well. Let's improve the running game more. <laughs> wow. Complaining. It was the first year as a starter. You're, you're the get-off-my-lawn guy because that's the only body of work we have. That's the only body of work we have. I go off body of work, not by fantasy football. I don't have a fantasy genie lamp and go, well, what do you think the guy will do against Minnesota week two at the link? I don't do that. That's those other idiots in Philly do that. You're great. Pauly Shore, he was 72 of 72 today for 397,000 yards and 58 touchdowns. He gets an A today. <laughs> That's why, hey, every time, what were those stats again? Let me see here. What were those stats? Hey, man, seriously, when I saw those stats that Pauly Shore put up, I went like this. I didn't see 14 to 20. I saw... 1,473 completions versus 2,947 attempts and 59,000 touchdowns today. He gets an A. Okay. Um, how's Pebble Shore Yard? <laughs> Pebble Beach is actually pretty good. It's great out of the sand. Use a 60-degree, use a though, when you're at Pebble. The sand's a little bit crazy when you're in the when you're in the beach. I see Miles being traded to Seattle and we get hunt. Hey, 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 dude, Miles Sanders is now gonna put more heat on the quarterback to run the ball. Oof. Hey, and by the way, Jeremiah, kudos to Howie for even getting anything for J Jaw. Seriously, man, I thought he would have got three White Castles for him. But this dude ends up getting a player back. Good congratulations. I thought he was going to get a special with like you buy one or you get you buy two White Castles, you get one free. Okay. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought. Seattle has three young running backs. Please don't go after the Rashad Penny guy. Don't go after him. He's not very good, and he's always hurt too. No, I like Polly Shore, man. He puts some really great stats up every day. Gets an A today. Cilio has been punked into submission. No, I haven't. You guys are killing the hey, you guys are killing the preseason. Killing it. Killing it. You guys are gonna win the the summertime Vince Lombardi trophy in the I mean it, man. It's fantastic.
Let me finish up here. My stars at training camp. This is the last week because they don't really practice hard. Kaiser White's been spectacular. I so love what he's doing. Man, that kid, man, what a player. He jumped that route on that idiotic Zach Wilson. I mean, Zach Wilson was eyeballing his receiver like he was eyeballing a MILF in Section 6 at the link. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kaiser White went, what's he looking at? <laughs> it can't be the receiver. Sure enough, it is. Well, let me jump that bitch. He probably couldn't believe I couldn't believe it. I'm sitting there with a corona in my hand, and I got long stick pretzels in my hand, and I'm watching this going, dude, at least move your head or nod it. Yes. Or maybe no. <laughs> Do something. Kaiser White jumps that route on him, takes it back to the house. This guy took it to the barn, dude. Woo! Training camp list, Sydney. I love it. Hey, never do that again. Hey, Daz, he better not, man. Okay? Seals knows where the MILFs are. Bro, I could what would I do with him? What would I do with him? I've been married for 33 years. I'm done. It's over. It's no good. Okay. Okay? It's no good. Because I've been married 33, 34 years. I don't even remember anymore. It's over. Let's see here. All NFL teams like Zach keep keep our mom. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Wilson is a pocket passer, right? Yeah, he is a pocket passer. And so he sucks. That's why finding hey. Finding pocket pa- – hey, this just in, Stephen. Finding pocket passers are very difficult. Ask the Eagles. Your last two have struggled being pocket passers. Yeah. Thank you. Finding a guy that's a pocket passer? They don't grow on trees. Anybody could take off running. RG3s of the world, the Tyrod Taylors of the world, the Johnny Manziels of the world, the Baker Mayfields of the world. Why do you think his shoulder got banged up? Because he couldn't, it wasn't from throwing. You think Baker Mayfield's shoulder got banged up because he was throwing touchdown passes? Got banged up because the only thing he could lean on was his comfort zone, which is running the ball like he did in college. Foles is a pocket passer. Okay. Randall Cunningham could throw the rock, though, dog. Randall Cunningham and Donovan McNabb, the best quarterbacks you've had in your franchise's history. Okay. Maybe Gabriel, maybe Jurgensen a little. Also, Jaws, you throw him in there. Very effective. All pocket passer guys, but Cunningham was good, dude. Cunningham was good. Robert goes, RG3 was a pocket passer his rookie season. That's why he won the rookie of the year. Then when he started taking off, that's when it crippled him. That's when that hit came. And now he's out of the league. Zach Wilson is a, in this system would be a beast. 
Dude, that that telegraphing the routes, though, I don't know. That telegraphing of the routes, going to get somebody killed, too. Dude, you're looking down your wide receiver like that. Someone's going to decleat you. That wide receiver coming across the middle like that, you're setting them up to get a crushing hit coming across like that. Now, you can't hit these guys like you can back in the day. But, dude, man, you got to – that's you, – you you know, I don't know. I, I, I was not encouraged by what I saw with Zach Wilson in the first part of that Eagle game last week. You would want Cunningham to stay in the pocket. I would want Cunningham to win games from the pocket. As I've said, I don't think people listen. Colin Kaepernick, a pocket passer? No, Cole. And that's why Jalen can take a team to a Super Bowl because he is Colin Kaepernick. He's just smaller. I compare Jalen Hurts to Colin Kaepernick. Stats are pretty even. Almost the same. They run a lot. They're kind of decent in passing. Not great. Kaepernick got to a Super Bowl. Kaepernick was a damn good player too, man. That year, hey, that year they got to the Super Bowl, I thought he was really good. I thought he was a fine ball player. I didn't have a problem with him. He was never going to be elite. But he got to a Super Bowl. Do you think it's more to Zach's injury? Yeah, it was a non-contact injury, though, dude. Okay? Hertz looks like he got better at passing. Where did you see that? In the exhibition game against the Jets? That last year, Gardner Minshew was 20-25 against? Come on, man. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed enough to go, that guy's my franchise. I'm not. Beat Dallas. Then we're having a different conversation. I don't know why that bugs people. Got nothing to do with hating. I don't like that style of quarterback because that style was – who were the final four teams? Let me think. In both conferences last year, uh, Bengals. Bengals versus Chiefs. And San Francisco versus the Rams. Those were the final four teams. Not one of those guys are running quarterbacks. Not one of them. Surely, guy got sacked 70 times in Cincinnati. Chiefs, they don't want him running at all. And the only time he runs is to escape. Because it breaks down. He ain't looking to go on design. You don't think Andy Reid has designed running plays for Patrick Mahomes today. You'd be insane. They don't even want him going forward on fourth and one anymore. He got hurt in that Titans game. That was the end of that shit. Stafford is a drop back. Garoppolo's a drop back. Five TDs today. So, Dan, you're saying you don't like Randall's style of play because he was a dual-threat quarterback, and it got you nowhere. You know what, Eagle Man? What did Randall Cunningham do for your football team? Nothing. You didn't even get to a conference championship. 
with that defense because your offense was so inadequate. And it wasn't like you didn't have skilled players. You did. You had skilled wideouts. Shit, for a little bit, you had Chris Carter on the team too. And you went, no, you didn't even make a conference championship game. What did Randall Cunningham give you? McNabb was a drop back. McNabb's been your best quarterback. He's been your best quarterback. See here. Randall did not get to a conference championship game. That's a fact. You know what Xander does all the time? Remember something. It's about winning the chip. He's right. Hey, Jeremiah, who did I enjoy watching more play? Randall over McNabb? Randall. I enjoyed watching Randall more. Them giant games were epic. I enjoyed watching Michael Vick play. I enjoyed watching Vic play. And he, Xander's right. To the owner, it's not only about the chip, too. That's exactly correct. You got to cross the finish line. Those Buddy Ryan teams never cross the finish line. That's why they'll always be outside of the 85 Bears and the 2000 Ravens and the 2002 Buccaneers. They'll always be outside that because, and personally, those defenses are right there. Right there. But perception-wise, they'll never be. Steve Young retired from the NFL as the all-time accuracy quarterback when he left the game. They didn't have design. So wait a minute, Brian. Are you under some impression that you think that there were designed runs with a guy who had nine concussions? You're under some impression. I talked to Bill Walsh on that and George Seifert. There were never designed plays. There were all things that Young did on an ad lib if something broke down. Steve Young didn't go to the Hall of Fame because he was a running quarterback. He went there because he was an accurate quarterback, something Jalen's not. Here. I love what A.J. Brown does. I said this the uh, other day to you yesterday. Dude, this guy plays with his hair on fire, man. I love this guy. He, he Hey, um, the little bit of the shit talking, kind of, you know. But, boy, I like him. And, and by the way, I, if you go back and watch that, watch him blow some of them DBs up back there. He's looking to hit somebody. I like him, man. He ate. Hey, I think he's a – I almost think he's a tougher T.O., man. He looks like a friendlier T.O. I'm a big fan of this guy. I like him, man. I'll tell you my fourth and last Big Sills Eagle star of camp. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Jordan Davis. I don't think it's a Jordan Davis deal that he's out of shape. I think it's a league thing. I don't think they do enough conditioning. I can't believe I'm saying that. It's training camp, and you're going to leave training camp not in shape. (laughs) Oh, man, is it a new league? Okay, is it a new league? You leave training camp, and you're not in shape. Welcome to 2022. I'd rather have you healthy than in shape. You're going to see a lot of penalties and a lot of um, injuries early. I don't think with the Eagles. I just think across the league. Look at the – hey, look at the Eagle injury list today. It's like 10 deep. And most of them are these nagging little injuries because your body's not in shape. These guys are not in shape. All of – 32 teams. I don't – I just don't think they're in shape, man. Davis is going to, hey, D-Train, I think Jordan Davis is going to be a monster, man. The way he was moving them guys off the ball, the way he was in the backfield, I'll tell you, man, Tracy Rocker's doing a nice job with him. I would not line him up in a zero technique. I'd put him on a shade, and I'd put that guy maybe even on a tilt, and I would shade that guy, and I would never let that linebacker come up on my face side and I would jam that center back into the pocket every time and give my linebackers like Kaiser White and T.J. Edwards an opportunity to run the lane. Dude, they're going to be a force in that triangle. They got a good-looking triangle, barring any kind of injuries. And the triangle, what I'm talking about is if you're in a forefront and you've got your two defensive tackles and you've got your middle linebacker here, it's kind of it's, – it's, it's, here's, your, here's your DTs. And that's kind of like what it looks like. Your middle linebacker right there, MLB, your two DTs. You got them two guys in front of you there, man. The only thing you got to deal is make sure that center doesn't get up on you. And the way he filled that gap against the Jets and he knocked that tight end on his backside, I'm talking to Kobe Dean too. Okay? That says 4,000 should be a requirement for Jalen Hurts. Dude, beating Dallas should be a requirement. Okay, beating Dallas is the requirement. If he throws for 62 yards and beats Dallas, what do you care? This is not a beauty pageant. Get it done. Adamus, you're right, he was. Some would say this, that when they, hey, hey, Adamus, you want to hear something? There were teams in the league when they had Steve Young and Joe Montana on the team. There were teams that were hoping they started Montana because Montana wasn't going to run. Guy had his spleen knocked out, his sternum broken. He wasn't taking off running. But Young was so versatile and so accurate. And you had Jerry Rice. And you had John Taylor. (laughs) I mean, you had some ball players 
on that 49er team, man. And you had like Roger Craig. I mean, it's not so much, Brian, what has Dallas won? It's that they've owned you. Last, they've, since Jalen Hurts has been a starting quarterback, those games haven't been close. Outside of ones that Prescott wasn't in, he was injured. Seals, you got something on the Dallas game? Hey, I, I'm not suggesting to you right now that they beat Dallas or Dallas beats them. I was after, I want to see Dallas a little more. I'll tell you this, with the weeks that go up to the start of the season, I'm, 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 I'm really going the other way on Dallas. I don't think Dallas makes the playoffs. I do not believe that team is making the playoffs. I don't like what they've done. I don't like their coach. We'll see what Parsons does this year, too. When you got a ton of three and outs on offense, and that offense ain't moving the sticks, Zeke Elliott is finished. He's finished. You got two more guys injured in the Dallas offensive line, from what I'm understanding in camp. Okay, so your O-line's gotten older. Now they're more injured, which goes hand-in-hand with each other. And you got a guy in Zeke Elliott who, to me, it looks like he's – Zeke Elliott's got a back injury. You know know what his back injury is? From carrying his bag of money. Because ever since he's had to carry that bag of money, this guy can't get across the finish line. He's just – he's not very good right now. The guy Tony Pollard's better. Joe goes like this. Love Sills Energy makes the show digestible while working out. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Dallas had 22 penalties. Allison, awful, awful. That's right, D-Train. I say it finishes like that. I think Washington, Dallas, and then the Giants. I think Washington, I think the Washington, watch this. I think the Eagles in the Washington game will be more competitive than the Eagles and the Cowboy games. I do. You think Lance is better than Hurts? Funny you should say that. I got a topic on that. We're going to do it here in a second here. I'm worried about Washington. Washington is not quite the old line that the Eagles are, but Antonio Gibson can run the ball. They get the kid from Penn State on the other side of Terry McLaurin. Wentz is going to – this is Wentz's last last stand. This is, this is Carson Wentz's last stand. If Carson Wentz fails here, he will be in the category of Sam Bradford. And those kind of dudes, you know, he'll be in that kind of group. Uh, you know, he's good kind of right now until we get the next dude. That's what he'll be like. You're, you, you, you could see him almost on the same career path as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Not quite as many because he's a little better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. But um, if he doesn't get it done in Washington, he's on that that same career path. Muhammad says, Tom Brady, a six-rounder, cannot and will not ever win seven Super Bowls. It can't happen and will not. 
The same for Jalen Hurts throwing 4K. It cannot happen. Tom Brady's a thrower, my friend. Your guy's a runner. Fields or Hurts? Seth, not even a conversation. Jalen Hurts all night long. Jalen Hurts all night long. Over Justin Fields? Then again, too, Seth, I can't tell because Chicago screwed the kid up so bad already, so fast. They've screwed that kid up. Man, if I'm Justin Fields, I I want out of Chicago. At least give me a fighting chance. Muhammad says, Big Sills is the type of guy who tells his own kid to get a job at McDonald's because you'll never become president because you're not good enough. No, Big Sills is the person that lets you go out and design your own destiny. Okay? You design your own destiny because I'll tell you something here. Nobody in a million years ever thought Dan Cilia would make it to the National Football League. No one ever thought Dan Cilia would ever get through college or to college. They thought I'd be in jail. No one ever thought that I would have had the successes that I've had. I've been in broadcasting for 33 years. So don't talk to me about being an underdog. Nobody ever said that I would go to Miami and turn out to be an All-American and be a second-round draft choice. Nobody. Don't talk to me about fulfilling destinies. My kid's fulfilling her destiny, and you know what I did? Sat back and watched. Let her carve out her own history. Give her the proper motivation and the proper tools, and my family supports her. I don't sit here giving her lies, though. I tell her what she needs to work on. You need to do this. You do this and this. You know what I tell her, too, all the time? Be in shape, nowhere to line up. Two things that take no talent. And even the most talented sometimes struggle doing. Half the room you'll beat just with that. And I say the most important thing you can do is this. Most people will quit on you because most people are C students. I've beat people that were some of the highest recruited kids in the country at the University of Miami because you know why? I outworked them. I outlasted them. Shit, I outplayed Jerome Brown his final year at Miami. That was by design. Let me have a better year than JB, and I did. So when you talk about having my, my – plus, if my daughter wanted to be a worker at McDonald's, I'd tell her this. Be the best three-car conductor or be the best person you can be at McDonald's. There's no shame in working at McDonald's, my friend. It's a shame if you hate your job and you're there because you're filling a paycheck out. That's the shame of it. It's not where your feet are. It's whether your heart is there with your feet. (laughs) You got the wrong impression of me, man. Working at McDonald's, I would never belittle anybody who worked there. I don't belittle people like that. You got to earn everything as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Look at Bob. Hey, but wait a minute, wait a minute. A paisan from Connecticut in jail? Come on, guy, you got to be kidding me. Fair enough, dude. What, what are you saying? That's where all the aristocratic uh, Italians go from New York? They go up to Connecticut? Nice. <laughs> yeah. 
hey, Dan, since it's bad thing, Hurts has mobility. It's a bad thing, Hurts has mobility. I never said that. I said winning games like that. Okay. And escapability, should he, Seattle, settle for a sack? <laughs> I can't even read that idiotic thing. What did you do, Dan, in the NFL because camp came up short, so why didn't you pan out? I wasn't a professional. I didn't work hard enough. I walked out of camp. I left camp. Had issues. I walked out of camp like your guy Lane Johnson did last year. Walked off the team. I've printed the story. Jay Glazer and I have talked about it. Wasn't about talent. I left the team. Biggest mistake of my life. And so when I talk to you guys here, I talk from failure, not like I'm some nine-time pro bowler. But I have been in broadcasting 33 years. And Sydney, I almost died from um, meningitis when I made my – yeah, that's, that's right. And I almost died. I had meningococcal meningitis in Dallas. And I caught it in Tampa, and I was carrying it. And I was in the hospital on crutches and in a wheelchair for three months. My aunt and my family thought I was going to die. So why didn't it pan out? It was never meant to be, but it's okay. You put that on the money, man. Have to work hard for every blessing you receive in life. Beer's on me tonight, brother. Seth, I'll be thinking of you when I'm having a Corona later. Okay? Oh, hey, hey, for today, it's not easy carrying the weight. Back then, I was 280-something, and if you've got talent, they will come get you. They let you keep walking. Okay. I got sick. I was in the hospital, Stephen. I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't walk. So I couldn't walk. My my girlfriend, now wife, rushed me to the hospital. They had to do a biopsy on me right there. Okay. James, that's right. Accountability. By the way, these are stories that every play. You know, you know what's funny? My wife will say to people, my wife will go like this, Dan, how many people like you are out there that have the same story that went through the NFL process? Hundreds. That's why my story is not uncommon. And some would go boo-hoo. Okay, agreed. Totally. Albeit, don't make it to the end. Um, well, I was I was drafted fifty sixth as a junior. So let me let me get on over to let me take a time out here, and I want to talk about the Browns. Because this is going to be the next opponent that they're going to have inner scrimmage with. 
They're going to have organized team practices, I believe, Wednesday and Thursday. They'll probably break camp. Then they're going to play. they got a crazy scheduling thing here where they're going to play on Sunday. So I want to hit on this Cleveland Browns team. I think this is a very talented football team, too. So do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Hey, don't forget my friends over at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. I tell you this because, listen, they have had this philosophy ever since I've known them for 25 years. I've known John Morgan for 25 years. And Morgan & Morgan has put together the biggest law firm in the country. And if you ever get hurt or injured on a job, there's nobody better to call than the army of attorneys at Morgan & Morgan where it is for the people. Over 800 strong attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida are ready to do battle for you. And there is no such thing as a fender bender when you call Morgan & Morgan. No case is too small. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Dan Cilio sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that you Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
cow. Who gave us 20 bucks? I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Hit the like button. I appreciate you coming aboard. Yes, sir. Paul, I like that. Hey, Seth, thank you so much, my friend. I didn't see that, man. I mean, thank you very much, man. I, I read it, but I didn't thank you for that great, great, contribution to us thank you so much man that's really kind of you man wow who will be my prediction for the most valuable player in 2022 who will get the big sales endorsement for 2022's most valuable player Ellie says, Dan, don't even dignify some of these negativity people from some of these clowns with a response. We appreciate your daily content, brother. Thank you so much, Ellie. Thank you. I, it's okay. You know, to me, those are merit badges. People remember, remember one thing, Ellie, it's better to have been than never been. Okay. People who trash other people that have legacies traditionally don't have a legacy of their own. Dan, can I borrow? Hey, dude, can I borrow 20 bucks? What are you kidding me? You should see big sales, man. He, I, I'm a stingy dude with my dough. Hugh, I think Hugh lives in Atlanta. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, I think Hugh Douglas lives in Atlanta. My, I got a couple boys that know him. I, Jeremiah Trotter knows him well, and so does Seth um, Joyner know him well. I'm working on it. Jadis, thank you. Dan trashes hurts all day. No, I don't. I speak the truth all day. There's not one thing I've said about Jalen Hurts is not true. Nothing. I have never said one thing about him that's not true. Never. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you very much. By the way, somebody brought up something. One of my topics. I'm going to do that at the top of the hour here in a second. But who's going to – who would I pick to be my – hey, how about this? My Eagle MVP this year. Who will be the Eagles' most valuable player? This year. <laughs> Look at Jada. We love you, but we hate you too, Sills. Jada, you must you must know my wife. <laughs> hey, Jada. It's, it's Xander. Tell me that's not the story of Big Sills' show right there. It's what Jada said. We love you, but we hate you too, Sills. <laughs> That's it in a nutshell. Okay. Hey, that's it in a nutshell, dude. Okay. Any good camps, camp stories and camp fights. <laughs> hey, I'll give you one here in a second. Camp fights. I did this. Oh my God. One of my dearest friends too. I did it with was Mark Spindler. And I did this in Detroit. 
I'll, I'll write that down. I'll get to it here in a minute here. I did a, it. I was really great amateur wrestler. Okay. One in New England's and everything. I mean, Hey, I'll just tell you setting it up a little bit. So I win the New England's I'm like 61. Oh, and one. And I go up to the AAUs and I believe it was in Brockton mass. And I go up there and these two dudes were two Marines. I figure I'm going to the Olympics. I figured I'm going to the Olympics, man. I mean, I was the one of the highest rated guys going into this thing. So I wrestled this one Marine guy pinned me in one minute. I jumped up. I'd never seen the rafters. I'd never seen the, I was like, holy shit. This guy's like 28. I wrestled this other guy. Guy pins me in two minutes. I was like, what the, what is, finally Dan Gable comes over to me and Dan Gable who recruited me to go to Iowa and wrestle. I got a picture with me and coach Gable that I post every now and then. And Dan wanted me to go to Iowa. I was thinking of going to Iowa and playing college football and wrestling on the wrestling team and wrestling at Iowa. I was offered a scholarship to go to Iowa and a wrestling scholarship. And so Coach Gable goes, those two dudes right there, man, are Olympians. I mean, one of the guys is silver medal and the other guy won the bronze. I'm like, oh. He goes, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I had never been pinned like that. I was like, holy shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Dan Gable recruited me to go to, um, I think his name was Hayden Fry. So I went up to Iowa on a recruiting trip and I went there and went around and man, I really was close. I was going to do it because I wanted to wrestle for Dan Gable. Yeah. I wanted, Hey, hey Steven, dude, I didn't, I had I never heard of these guys. Dan Gable goes, dude, they're like, Oh, Hey, you know what I'll do? I'll post a picture of me and Coach Gable, and we've stayed in touch. My daughter loves Dan Gable. I go, you see that guy there? He's one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of the Olympics and United States wrestling. I think he's got like 12 or 13. He wrestled at Iowa State, and he was a um, head coach at Iowa. I think they won like nine consecutive uh, national championship um, like wrestling titles. He wanted me to be a heavyweight wrestler for him. Yeah. No comment, Bob. <laughs> no comment. I am going to post that picture of me and Coach Gable. Yeah, he, every time he comes to town, I see him and we go to lunch. He takes me to lunch still to this day. What a great – you guys probably don't even know who Dan Gable is, but it's all good. All right. I got a hell of a topic at the top of the hour here. Dan, would you have died going through a wrestling practice? Oh, my God. One of his. Wrestling and conditioning for wrestling, Marina, is the hardest thing I've ever done. Because when I was in high school, I had to wrestle at 197 because of Dave Pizzulli, who played at Pitt. And then he would go on and play for the Browns. We had three NFL guys on my high school team. And this guy was a great wrestler, too. Two-time state champion. And I, I couldn't beat him. So, like, he was on my team, though, but I had to wrestle at 197. So I had to go from 248 in high school. When I was a junior in sophomore, I was like 250. This is back in the 80s. 
and I'd have to lose all that weight to get to 197. Oh. But what what crow? Ain't no crow. The deal. Appreciate it. I would have posted that picture, man. I got a great topic. Okay. Two, who do you think are the most anticipated seasons this year for a quarterback? What quarterbacks do you think everyone's waiting to see this coming season? Let me see here. Let me write this down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, this guy. I think I'm going to use those three. I'm going to use those three. I am. I'm going to use those three. All right. Hit the like button. We're all reset here, everything. I'm going to post that picture of Dan Gable and myself, man. This guy's one of the greatest Olympians of all time. And he's one of my dearest friends. Got a comment, too, outside of football here I want to throw at you guys as well. Also, one organization in the National Football League finds wide receivers, and they continue to do it. That's all coming up. Hour three, hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Welcome back, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sales. Appreciate you coming aboard here. Thank you so much. We'll reset here in a bit. I've got like a great topic here for you when it comes to Jalen Hurts here. Um, we'll see if you think it's a positive topic. We'll 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 put it in your hands and you determine whether or not you think it's a positive or not. Okay. We'll, we'll hit on that here. And by the way, Lotus, it's going to have a 49er angle to it here too. I do want to throw this out at you though. The Pittsburgh Steelers, with all the Eagle failures at wide receiver position, I'm sorry. I don't know what's in the water in that complex with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I think this George Pickens kid may be the best of the group that was drafted at the wide receiver position this last year. I think this guy is spectacular. And the Steelers constantly find this guy. Hey, here's that picture of me and Coach Gable. Um, he invited me to an event, and he wanted me to come and wrestle at Iowa for him. And I was going to wrestle heavyweight for him. And they were going to let me play football for Hayden Fry. And I was like, hey, man, he really, he goes, well, you know, we got another kid coming in, but I'd like you to come wrestle at Iowa for me. And I was like, oh, man, Iowa? Italian guy like me? Thanks, Andrew. I appreciate it. And I, and I, and I go like this. I go, an Italian guy in Iowa? You know, <laughs> oh, man, you know, I don't know, you know. <laughs> oh, man, I was like, yeah, you know. But plus, I didn't think Iowa football was all that hot. But it was. It, it, it was a good run during my era. They went to a Rose Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, Seth, this kid, George Pickens from Georgia, Xander was talking about him. Xander was high. Xander, remember, you were high on this kid. And you said, this guy, George Pickens, can play, man. And he sure can. He looks he looks awful good in that Steeler uniform. He looks awful good, man. I mean, they are a factory. And Xander's right. Xander goes, hey, I predicted this guy's going to be an effing animal here. And I think he's right. I think he's going to put up big numbers now, depending on who the QB is, obviously. He could fall into the same Devontae Smith issue where you got a quarterback that can't get him the ball. That's what happened a year ago, right? You would admit that Devontae – hey, wait a minute here. Would you guys not admit that the reason that Devontae Smith didn't put up great numbers last year wasn't because of him, it was because of Jalen? And the offense. And the offense. Is that fair? Uh, Jalen Waddle. He had 104 catches, 1,000 yards. Can't make an excuse there. He had Tua and Jacoby Brissett and a bunch of other guys throwing him the ball. He still found a way to get there. Would we agree the quarterback couldn't find him? Shit, Troy Aikman was screaming at him in January. Dude, throw it to him. Why can't you throw it to him? How many times did Troy say that? Smith was limited by what? 900 yards rookie year? Like 50 yards a catch, isn't it? 
Isn't it like 50 yards a game? Don't make that sound like it's a lot. Okay. No doubt the play calling of Jalen. Watch this. Seth, I think he should have been a 1,200-yard guy too. Oh, I think that guy. Hey, can I tell you what I think the ability of Devontae Smith is? I bet you Xander probably thinks the same thing. Here's what I think that guy in a prolific passing offense, this is what I think his yearly numbers would be. 101, 101-1250. 101-1250. Eh, between seven and eight touchdowns, too. Somewhere in there. I, I don't see him in this offense getting that. Okay, 1150, would you have 1100? Okay, which? Kind of we're in the same room. Smith was limited by Hertz. He was. I mean, I, I think anywhere with a passing offense, he's in a 1250. He's a 1250 guy. So the quarterback limited him. And the quarterback, everyone thinks that we're talking about today and moving forward has exponentially gotten better because of the addition of one guy. When he couldn't find that guy last year, now he's got to find two, right? So let me throw this topic here at you. <clears throat> Trey Lance. Jalen Hurts. Let me read this. Trey Lance. Jalen Hurts. Trevor Lawrence. Who has the best statistical year of these three men? By the way, Trey Lance has got Kyle Shanahan. And Trevor Lawrence has Doug Peterson. And Jalen Hurts has has Steichen as his offensive coordinator. Who I like, I said it yesterday, You think Hertz has a better season than Trevor Lawrence? I actually have been watching Trevor Lawrence, and I'm telling you, I am seeing some good signs with Trevor Lawrence. I'm seeing some good signs with him. Progression reading, moving guys around with his head, sliding in the pocket. I like him. Doug's made an impact on him. Okay. Xander goes like this, that can hang in the pocket. Man, oh man. Hey, having, let me tell you something. That's something that, you know, it's fine. And by the way, I am never going to say this about Jalen Hurts not having courage. I think this is what plagues Baker Mayfield is a lack of courage in the pocket. Know this, when you're a quarterback and you're standing back there, and you've got these maniacs flying all over the place at you, trying to take your freaking head off. And these guys are in there trying to level you. It takes some courage to step up in the pocket and deliver that pass. 
and getting knocked on your ass like that and getting up and getting back in it and playing like that, it takes some sack. You got to have some onions to play that position when them dudes, and by the way, I am not, I know many of you maniacs have earplugs in sometimes. I have never, nor will I ever say that Jalen Hurts lacks courage. Not true. But you can see those guys. They lack courage in the pocket. I, I think Baker Mayfield is the quintessential example of that. Every time the guy, even when they're wide open, he takes off running. At least Jalen's trying to find the open guy. He just can't see it yet. Baker doesn't see it. He's off to the races. That's a lack of courage in my book. Dude, you're sitting back there. Hey, and by the way, I think sometimes having wheels is a detriment to your development as a passer. Because what can Jalen always lean on that Brady could never? Wheels. Wheels. That's why Josh Allen is a weapon. Josh Allen has the passing acronym of Tom Brady and the ability to move out in open space like Lamar Jackson. That's what separates him. Josh Allen can read defenses. Josh Allen can see it, but Josh Allen can is mobile. It's a you know, Justin Herbert's kind of mobile too. He runs a four-five. He's not a slow dude. Okay? Hertz doesn't get a fair shake. He's sure. What do you mean he's not getting a fair shake? Are you kidding me? He is getting an absolute fair shake here. He is going to be the starting quarterback September 11th against the Detroit Lions. And I made this point to you. I, Trey Lance... Throwing that bomb down the sideline, that was a pretty good-looking pass, and I'm not high on him. But Kyle Shanahan moved him around in the pocket, and they were opening spaces in the passing lanes, and Trey Lance wasn't trying to be a runner. He was trying to find the open wideouts. There's a difference. And then you got a coach, like I said in the first hour, and Shane Steichen's going like this, and he was being as cordial as he can, and I told you, I loved actually how he positioned his stance. Jalen has got to have, and I'm paraphrasing, he's got to have a better pocket presence. He said it diplomatically and nice. Then the head coach parachuted in and said, well, when they're not open, he takes off running. Dude, your prime objective as a quarterback is to get your weapons open. It's not on A.J. Brown to be open. It's on the quarterback to help him get open. That's why when we talk about Zach Allen, or excuse me, Zach Wilson telegraphing his routes, you think he's helping his wide receivers out? When he's sitting there eyeballing that guy down like that, he ain't helping them. You're never going to get open with a quarterback that telegraphs his passing routes. He tips his passes all the time. You see him doing it. I could see it with a corona in my hand. You don't think a defensive coordinator who's paid to do that could see that? Absolutely. 
there's a lot of pressure on those guys. If Lance fails, fails, they won't win. Yale. Get this. Let me show you what Trey Lance has on him, though, compared to Jalen. There's more pressure on Trey Lance. Trey Lance getting to the playoffs is not good enough. Jimmy Garoppolo did that for you. You surrendered all those first-round draft choices with Miami to move up in the two-hole. You need to win a Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl or bust in San Francisco with Trey Lance. You had a guy in there that was 38 and 16. That's why what I tell you, you think you're going to get a return on investment from Trey Lance where he wins a Super Bowl? Wow, that is quite a statement. Nobody in the world thought Joe Burrow was going to deliver an AFC championship in his second year starting. Nobody. Nobody. It's freaking Cincinnati. It's not Philadelphia. It's the freaking Bengals with the worst culture in the league. He took them to the AFC championship and was a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl. Two less sacks, he wins it. That's a culture changer. That's a culture changer. GT goes, did you see how Hurts slid to his left with, with the D-line in Dallas? They destroyed the Eagles. Empty, empty calories. Don't ever give me an example of Hurts in any of the Cowboy games. It's terrible. That's awful film for the Philadelphia faithful. Cowboy films the last two years, you might not want to put those on. Because in Hollywood terms, they're called horror shows. Steve says, I'd rather have Trey Lance than Hurts. I'd rather have Kyle Shanahan than... Nick Sirianni. Okay. I'd rather have Kyle Shanahan. So, you know what I mean? I mean, Kyle Shanahan is doing a nice job. Hey, Fred, thanks for coming back, man. I appreciate it. If a strictly pocket quarterback gets an early exit out of the playoffs first round and a mobile guy threat quarterback goes deeper into the playoffs, You'll still find a way to criticize. Well, let's take a look at that. Let's see something here. Let's do something here. Let's do a little exercise here. List of Super Bowl winners. Let's see here. List the Super Bowl champions. Let's take a look at this. Let's go here. And you know what? I won't even go back to the 60s because there was no such thing as mobile quarterbacks or black quarterbacks for that matter in the 60s, so it's unfair. So let's just start from last year. Stafford, so that's already dropped back. Buccaneers, um, 
drop back. Mahomes, drop back. Eh, Brady, drop back. Eagles, Foles, drop back. Uh, Patriots, drop back. Peyton Manning, drop back. Brady, drop back. Russell Wilson, I'll give you a little more mobile. Still, though, he's a drop back guy. But, okay. Eli Manning, drop back. Aaron Rodgers, drop back. Drew Brees, drop back. Ben Roethlisberger, drop back. Eli dropped back, Peyton dropped back, Roethlisberger dropped back, Brady dropped back, Brad Johnson dropped back, Brady dropped back, Kurt Warner dropped back, Elway dropped back, Favre dropped back, Aikman dropped back. I'll even give you Young, little mobile, but he really wasn't. Let's see, after that, um, Aikman dropped back, Aikman dropped back, Doug Williams dropped back. Phil Sims drop back. Montana drop back. Montana drop back. Rippin drop back. Uh, Phil Sims drop back. Um, let's see here. Jim McMahon drop back. Montana drop back. Plunkett drop back. Theisman drop back. Who's on tomorrow, by the way? We'll talk to him about Jalen. Bradshaw drop back. Stallback drop back. I mean, <laughs> Go with history and what's happened, and even if you want to use the last five years. Russell's a scrambler. That's a more way. And so was Young. That's scrambling kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you make this sound like <laughs> there's been all these guys when all these, even Vic won nothing. All those great mobile guys. Who who do you think is the most successful mobile quarterback in NFL history? Who would be the most successful? Who do you think is the most mobile successful quarterback of all time in NFL history? Who would you say? Just by the way, I'm not here to debate you or anything. I'm asking you what you think. Most mobile quarterback. Randall? Vic? Two guys that never made a NFC championship game. Tarkington? Still left the NFL with 47,000 passing yards. Vic won nothing. Vic won nothing. What's your definition? If okay, here's my definition of um a mobile quarterback that run if it wasn't for his legs, he couldn't play in the league. Like if Michael Vick couldn't run, he could never be a quarterback in the NFL. Randall Randall Cunningham could be a quarterback in the NFL because he could throw the ball. When he was in Minnesota. He was putting large numbers up. Okay? Large numbers. Randall didn't need to run. He could throw it. Steve Young didn't need to run it. He could throw it. If Jalen Hurts didn't have the ability to run, he couldn't play in the league. Kaepernick, too. He couldn't play in the league. 
So, yeah, I mean, Trey Lance, Jalen Hurts, or Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a huge year. I think Jalen Hurts is going to win the most games. I think Trey Lance will struggle. I do. I think he'll struggle. He's going to be put in situations that he hasn't seen before. Okay? He just hasn't. And seeing it on a computer printout and seeing it on film versus actually playing it and applying it is completely different. Okay? Okay, Eagle Man, you're right. Mobility. You think Tom Brady has mobility. What a unbelievable. L- unbelievable. Yeah, well, I think that Doug is gonna really gonna make it in. I think I, I how about this? I think this is how I think these three guys, and I can't wait to watch these three guys. I think Trey Lance, I think they'll win seven, eight games. Jalen's going to win a ton of games. Be like Kaepernick. They're going to win a ton of games. And as I predicted, they're going to get to the NFC title game because they just have a damn good roster. It's too – hey, by the way, if that football team doesn't get to the NFC championship game or at least win a playoff game, it'll be a failure season. We've already documented that. It'll be a failure season if that team does not make it to the second round of the playoffs. Failure in all aspects. Failure. Complete failure. Total letdown. And they will go get a quarterback. Okay? And I think Trevor Lawrence is probably going to have the best statistics of the three. They just don't have a very – I think NTN being back, they missed him out last year with that foot injury. I think him being in the lineup – look, I think Jacksonville – I think they're interesting. I think they're interesting. And now, you know, with an adult in the building there with Doug Peterson, I think they're going to be right there. Yeah, yeah, Marina, I think it's going to – I mean, six wins, I don't know how much you can call that. Allison, nine wins, that's a big stretch of the AFC. Allison, see, you're not going to get the movement in the AFC because of the amount of talent – you might win 11 games in the AFC this coming season, and you might not make the playoffs. If you win 11 games in the NFC this year, you're going to be hosting a playoff game, probably win your division. You might even get a bye. Depends. Okay? I mean, 11 wins in the NFC, you're going to go places. 11 wins in the AFC, there is a ton ton of teams you better have your mouthpiece and there's not going to be a week off when have you seen kansas city's schedule it is brutal that schedule out of the gate just taking them listen to listen to this schedule for kansas city 2022 kansas city Chiefs schedule when you when you when you look at who they play this coming season here So they open up September 11th with Arizona, a playoff team. They play the Chargers. Then they play the Colts. Then they play the Bucks. Then they play the Raiders. 
Then they play the Bills. Then they play the Niners going into the bye. They can lose every one of those games. Listen to that. Cardinals, playoff team. Chargers, playoff team. Colts, playoff team. Bucks, Buffalo, Raiders, Niners. In the AFC, you ain't winning 11 games. I mean, you can win 11 games and not make the playoffs. Kansas City has got a brutal schedule. Hey, and yell, you know what? For us football fans, isn't that cool? Because we get to watch that. Was Josh Allen first two years better than Hurts? Bro, Steven, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, are you freaking kidding me? Josh Allen's a passer. Jalen's not. Stop with that. Stop, and he's got the best, you know, and he's got the best coaching he's ever had. Jalen Hurts had Nick Saban and Steve Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin coaching him and Lincoln Riley and Doug Peterson. This guy had some coach I'd never heard of in Wyoming, and then he gets Sean McDermott and Brian Dable finally in Buffalo. Are you kidding me? That guy was raw talent when he got to Buffalo. Nobody coached him. Nobody coached Josh Allen in college like Jalen Hurts had with, look at the talented people around him. That AFC is packed. Seals, don't tell us we got there because of the schedule. GT, you beat teams that were not good last year. You didn't beat one, one team that was decent. I don't know what to tell you. Even Wentz beat winning teams. <laughs> okay, you're right. Jalen Hurts is going to be better than Josh Allen. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to see what Carson Wentz does this year. He had a, hey, how about this? Who do you think had a better year last year, Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts? Who had a better year last year? And by the way, worst bit of football I've ever seen was from Carson Wentz last year. Who do you think had a better year? Who had a better season? Patrick, duh, I don't know because I can't tell. What... Hurts had a better year? I got to take a timeout. I, I really, I do now. I have to. I, I, I have to. Guy throws for 3,700 yards, beats the defending champion Rams and the Niners. Both teams have made the NFC Championship game and had 27 touchdowns and seven picks. Your guy had 16 TDs. <laughs> hey, don't hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Seals. Please hit the like button. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you stepping in. By the way, not a very good sign for Daniel Jones. Tyrod Taylor is going to start getting snaps with the ones. Brian Dable knows he ain't it. That's always so unfortunate for a coach when he has a quarterback that's not his guy that he has to try to at least save. Now, there is an example of this, okay? How many people thought Jared Goff absolutely sucked when he was in Los Angeles? I did. I said, I don't know how this guy was the number one overall pick. Sean McVay got there. He never had a losing season after that. And he actually won an NFC championship. And he went to the Super Bowl. So there is an example of a coach making a player better. Can Brian Dable do that? And can he work some of the magic that he did with Josh Allen? Some of you were pointing that out. Um, I don't think so. I, I just don't see enough in Daniel Jones where I go like this. That guy's good. I think he panics in the pocket. Okay. 
I just, I just, I, I, I think he knows you got to win ball games and you've got to really rely on everyone else in that huddle there. So there's no question, in my opinion, you're looking at a scenario here where I would say this, that Daniel Jones's numbers are, or his days are numbered, I should say. Mr. Jem says, I, Marcus Green, believe that Jalen Hurts will have better stats in all categories than Lance and Lawrence. Document that, Sills. I will. I will. Okay? He, um, I think he may have better stats than Lance. Okay? Uh, but uh, Trevor Lawrence is the true passer of the three. Jalen's not a passer. He's just not. Put Jalen Hurts on San Francisco and what? It's the same stuff as this year? Remember something. The 49ers have gone to two of the last three NFC Championship games with Garoppolo. They've not done shit yet with Trey Lance. So don't look at that football team the same. There's a different leader now at the quarterback position. And because you're throwing the football around when it doesn't matter, that means nothing to anybody. It's promising. You guys want to give Jalen Hurts a $40 million contract on something he hasn't proven yet at all anywhere, including with Paulie Shore stats. That is not going to change my opinion in any way whatsoever until he starts winning games that matter. When you're in a game against Green Bay, I don't want to be like this. Well, the quarterback is not going to compete against Aaron Rodgers. Those are the elite guys that you walk into a game and you know your quarterback gives you a chance to win. Jalen Hurts was carried to the finish line by his O-line and running game. And you could say he was part of the running game. He sure as hell wasn't part of any passing game that resembled a pro offense last year. That was not a pro offense. That was something out of the old days of Oklahoma. Yes, Yale, it's promising. That's all you have right now is promising. Promising, though, again, doesn't come with certainty. It's good. And by the way, I've never seen more people give more kudos and credence to doing the expected. You're expected to do this if you're a frontline quarterback in the NFL. Don't sound surprised or shocked. Like when Xander gave me the six for six and whatever, okay? It doesn't, that doesn't make me go, oh. Just because I got a guy whispering in my ear from the front office, Hey, make sure you talk about Jalen. I mean, that doesn't give fair assessment of what we're seeing here. It's promising. That's all it is. It's not negative talk. It's promising. Know this again. Today on July six or August sixteenth, we still don't know. We still don't know the most important position in Philadelphia. Still, like I said, though, in San Francisco, there's more pressure on Lance. Okay? There's more pressure. 
That guy just can't do what Jalen did last year and it be a successful season. You don't give up three ones to move up in the two hole to get a guy and you make a step backwards. Garoppolo was in the NFC title game last year, went on the road and beat Dallas and Green Bay at both cribs. You, you've got it. And it came under the determination with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan that Trey gives them the better chance to win those games. Okay. That's promising what we saw in that preseason game for Trey Lance also. I haven't seen enough film. Now, look, if I had to pick between Lance and Hurts having a better season when it comes to wins, I would pick Jalen. Jalen was – Jalen had to do two things last year to make it work, and he listened. Here, And I'm going to tell you something else that I don't give him enough credit for, and I think we need to give – well, I think people do. But maybe this is a me thing. Him listening last year to having the football taken out of his hands when they were two and five and put it in the hands of play calling where it was dominant running the ball and they were running the ball 34 times a game and they stopped throwing it in the second half of the season. That took a lot for him, but he knew he needed to win if he wanted to win the job. If they were going to keep him in that position, the way they were throwing the ball at two and five, it was a train wreck. Last year, the Eagles throwing the ball was a train wreck. Running the ball, they were the best in the league. And Jalen listened. You think Aaron Rodgers is going to have the football taken out of his hands or any other quarterback is going to have it taken out of their hands? That, that's going to be a tough argument. Okay? Steve, you'd rather have Trey, really? With all the unproven, so you're just looking at his physical tools that he has? Maybe so. I I, I want to see it, you know, more. And I'll tell you what, the pass down the sidelines, he slid to his left. And then what he did was he moved his head a little bit to get the DB to come off the sideline a little. And then he dropped that pass in there. I think it was against Green Bay, right? And he dropped that pass in there. He did a lot of fundamental things on that play, right? He was rolling left, if you remember right. He was He was sliding left. He moved his head a little bit which slid the DB out because the DB's reading the quarterback's head and there was more space from the sideline to the DB for him to drop that in. That was a technique that he did, and that was really good. It was really good. It was it was really well done and technically sound. I, I, I saw that, and I was like, that's nicely done because something Jalen doesn't do, moving his head around. I mean, even Sirianni said it. He doesn't see anybody open. He takes off. Okay, well, that's not NFL quarterbacking. Lance does have an arm. He, he's got a better arm than Jalen. He does. Okay. Yeah, but here's the problem with, with Carson Wentz. And I said it, and I'll do it again. And here's what he's got to stop this year. Jalen Hurts will never put stats up like Carson Wentz. Never. But Jalen's not going to make those bonehead plays like him. You know, Jimmy Johnson, I told you this, said it to me all the time. It's not about making the spectacular play. It's about not making the play that costs your team a win. 
How many times have we watched Wentz cost this team a win? Those are crippling to your career because all the equity you build up with, hey, with the 27 touchdowns, the seven picks, the 94 quarterback rating, all of that, you throw that in the trash can and light it on fire with games that you cost your team games. One thing Jalen Hurts did last year, he never cost, I felt, I never fought, felt last year that Jalen cost the Eagles a game. Last year, I thought Wentz probably cost his team three games on his own personal play. That's why he's out of Indy. Not because of those stats. He's out of Indy. He's out of Philly in Indy because he costs his team games. He's got to stop that shit. Don't be the reason you lose. Don't be the reason you lose. Okay? Patrick Wentz loses games, and he builds these. Like I said, look at the games he won last year. And, 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 it over, and it overshadows everything he did last year. 2021 Indianapolis Colts results. I mean, you just you just look at what he did last year. I mean, look at who they beat. They beat the Niners. They beat the Patriots. They beat the Cardinals. I mean, they were in ball games all last year, that Colts team, and they ended up nine and eight. Look at the game two against the Buccaneers, 31-38. Wentz, well, look, look at this. Wentz was 27 of 4, 285 and three touchdowns. He just cost his team, man. They beat Buffalo. Then he has those games against the Titans, and you're just like, Jesus criminy. I remember coming out on that Monday going like this, bro, you cannot have a game like that against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You just cannot have that. Oh, yeah, I mean, what do you have, a 17 quarterback rating? Tracy goes, I'm so proud of Jalen. Can't wait to see how he does. Proud of what has he done? What are you proud of? I'd like to be proud. Proud of what? Winning the job? Proud of what? Nine and eight, getting to the playoffs. Okay. Proud of that too. I never thought that was possible. Okay. It's fair enough. I agree with you. Echo says, Dan, do you reckon there'll be a heavy run team in the second half of the season or the start? Boy, Echo, as soon as you see them having more rushing attempts than passing attempts, that's when you know the passing experiment's over. I would personally, 
if they do the same formula like they did last year and they started out throwing the ball and there's problems doing it and there's a lot of three and outs, I think they should run first. I think they should run the ball first and start trickling in more passing plays because why would you get away from your strength again? The strength of the team is 27th in passing. That's not the strength. The strength of the team is the running game. And because you add A.J. Brown, shit, you added Devontae Smith last year and it didn't matter. So now you got two guys out there that are going to be players that don't matter. Dallas Goddard's going to be your biggest weapon. Debbie, the Bills, and by the way, Debbie, Bills Mafia showing up at that game against the Colts. Dude, I, t- I talk about great fan bases like the Eagles. Shit, that's one of the best fan bases in the country. One of the best in the country. Bills Mafia is awesome. Yeah, Echo, I think, hey, man, run the ball, man. Create an identity and then add passing elements. It'll help him. Hey, you, wouldn't you, hey, Echo, wouldn't you rather end the Eagle season doing this? They ran the ball a lot in the first part, first part of the season, boy, but they threw the ball a lot in the second half. That's evolution of your passing game. What I don't want to see is this. Well, they passed it at the beginning and they bailed on it. That's a failure. But if you go like this, let's run the ball. Why not run Detroit out of the building? Why in the world would you throw the football against Detroit when you know you can run them over? If I'm in a boxing match with a guy who can't take a big punch, am I gonna am I gonna jab him for 12 rounds? Or am I gonna try to hit that guy with one bomb and knock him out because he's got a glass jaw? Why in the world would I would I sit there and spar with the guy? I keep him in the fight. For 60 minutes, I keep that team in the fight. Why not knock him out? Philosophical, situational play calling. Think about it. With Detroit, they ran Detroit out of the building. Because why? It wasn't because of that prolific passing game. They were throwing haymakers at him. But you want to get in there now and jab the guy and spar with him. Every time you spar with a team that you know you can knock out, you keep him in the game for 60 minutes. How idiotic thinking is that? Let me keep you in the fight by not throwing a haymaker. Let me have a couple three and outs because that's what passing teams do. They have a bunch of three and outs, Brady even. Instead of knocking a guy out when you could just throw him off the field. We'll see. Run for, hey, Joseph, I say this. If I were the Philadelphia Eagles this year in the first part of the season, getting into that week seven bye, I want to win first and second down. Keep that third down and third and short, dog, because that helps Jalen immensely. Last year, how many times was he third nine at the beginning of the season? And he was thrown behind the sticks. Okay? And what they did was once they started winning first and second down, when they started running the ball, the game came easier to them, didn't it, in the second half? It was unconventional. But they knew they were winning first and second down with that old line. Nothing's really changed. You added another component that will help first and second down with AJ. AJ Brown, you cannot build a championship football team from the perimeter. 
You build it from the inside out. That's why the Eagles have a great chance this year. It's not because of A.J. Brown. It's because of Lane Johnson, Jordan Mulata, Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, Sayamalu, all them dudes. There's your bread and butter. Those guys are fixtures on a tree. 2017, when you won the freaking Super Bowl, it was from within. Your D-line and your O-line dominated guys. Special teams is pretty good, too. This year's team, we'll see. We'll see. Tony, I say this. One place that A.J. Brown's going to be an absolute freak show at. This is where Jalen is going to have his chance to improve his touchdown passes. You ready? Let me say this to you, man. You throw that ball in the end zone with jump balls with A.J. Brown, I'm taking my chances with A.J. Brown against anybody, and Jalen Ramsey included. I'll take my chances with him. That dude is huge, and he is a physical mismatch. He plays like Michael Irvin, man. Those great matchups they used to have with Aeneas Williams, Michael used to outbattle him because of his physicality. That's what this guy is. I don't think he's quite the receiver that T.O. was, but he's more physical. And he loves to hit people, man. That Super Bowl was not a fluke in 17 that the um, Eagles won. When you beat the Patriots up into submission and white flags are being waved, that's not fluke. The Eli Manning, David Tyree on the helmet with the Velcro is a fluke. That's a fluke. Okay? Those fluke plays, when you beat the shit out of somebody, ain't no fluke. That's the kind of stuff where you go in there and guess what? Referee goes, hey, I got to call this thing, man, because it's over. That Eagle team beat the Patriots up. Beat them up. Beat them up. Brian, consistency is every... You know, you, you know, Brian, I'll tell you one thing that you can really side with with Jalen on is that he is consistent in his approach and how he's doing things. His blueprint and everything and how his preparation is, is consistent. That's also promising. There is a promising consistency to his approach to the season. You know, outside of the fandom people that are talking, wanting to give this guy a $40 million contract already because he was six for six versus the Jets is idiotic. Okay. However, the things he's doing, his practice regime, how he's communicating with his players, how they went out and executed against the Jets, even though it's sorry. You're supposed to do that. They did what was common. Great. Promising. I'll be interested to see. I don't believe that, and I don't think they should, actually, after Jalen got blown up on the sideline by that late cheap shot by the Jets. I don't think they should play his ass. Okay, I think September 11th should be the first time we see Jalen Hurts on a football field, in my opinion. That's what I would do. Joseph goes big sills. I've watched the show three straight weeks now. I'm sure the show sucks. <laughs> oh, Joseph, I love you, man. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, my wife says the same thing. 
Don't hey Joseph, don't worry. My wife. Hey, you know, I said something to the fellas and everybody and on the show today. She's like this. Were you obnoxious? I go, I you know, my wife thinks I'm the most obnoxious human being on the planet. Oh, wait, that's my daughter. Okay. That's 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 my daughter. So they're like, they're like, Dad, how many people did you piss off today? I go, I don't know. I think I got the whole city of Philly pissed off or something. I don't know. They're, they think I'm hating on a kid and I'm not. I'm just giving fair assessment and evaluation. She's like, Dad, you know what happens when you give a fair assessment on something and a fair evaluation? You got a way about how you do it. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, Dad, just that answer there. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, Oh, don't worry, Brian. I'm the low man on my totem pole in this um, house. Are you kidding me? Sal, just wait for the season to start. Hey, hey, Sal. All right, Sal. Let me. Hey, hey, Joseph. How many yards does Jalen throw for against with um, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith? How many yards does he go for? I want to get this on paper here. How, how many yards does he throw against the Lions? How many yards does he throw against the Lions? I'm going to put mine down, too. I got my stat. Let's see. I say he goes probably for this right here. Um, and I would say he's probably... Okay. 205. 276. Tom says 100 yards. 400 against the Lions. Holy shit. Look at 215. 310. 275. Tom's got 125 on the, bo on the box here. I got this. 15 to 26. 225 yards. Two touchdowns. One pick. 55 yards rushing. Is that okay? You get to win. You get to win. 225, two TDs, one pick, 55 rushing, and 15 to 26. That's Jalen Hurts' numbers against the Lions. Yeah, they win. Yeah. 300 minimum? How many 300-yard games did he have last year? Oh, I know AJ's going to make a difference. Smile. Win is all that matters. Joseph said, okay, that's kind of, that's a winning formula. Brian goes, I'm a little scared to play Detroit. Hey, I'll tell you what, that's going to be an interesting ball game. I still think you're better though. This ain't last year. Of course not. Let's see. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. So in eight months, Get this, hey, Xander, in eight months, Jalen Hurts has gone from Tyrod Taylor to Russell Wilson. Eight months. Eight months. Okay. Okay. Eight months. <laughs> oh, man. We ain't afraid of Kirk Cousins. You should be afraid of Justin Jefferson, though. 
a guy may have 10 catches for 183 yards and three touchdowns in week two. Don't be shocked if he doesn't. That guy's going for 2,000 yards this year, man. He is some ball player. Former National Football League's most valuable player and works with the NFL Network. Our friend Joe Theismann will be with us tomorrow at 4.30. We will talk with him, get his thoughts on the Eagles. The NFC East should be very interesting. If any of you missed the show, please do me a favor. Like it, share it, tell folks about it, man. It's been a great week so far. Absolutely great week. I can't wait. We start the um, controlled scrimmages with the Cleveland Browns, I believe, tomorrow and Thursday. Then, obviously, the game on Sunday. Sunday game usually not happening during the exhibition season. That's kind of a funny schedule, but um, should be interesting. Uh, player cuts, too. Has anyone seen anything when it comes to any of the names yet? I haven't seen anybody that's been released yet. So, hey, don't forget. 365 in the morning, sports take, and then us. We really appreciate it, man. We can't wait for the start of the regular season. And we'll have so much going on, man. There is a lot of receipts that have been written. So we appreciate you guys so much. Thank you again, guys, for joining us. God bless. Xander, great job as always. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6. See you on the flip side. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.